hey guys, I'm, I'm going to go to my bathroom and take a leak while we're on the air. So just keep talking. emergency segment uh we're hopping on a couple days later after our original recording because we need to discuss the whole ivan provorov situation that occurred on pride night against the anaheim ducks to start i'm just going to lay down some of the facts of what happened um it was reported that provorov did not participate in warm-ups and that's kind of uh where speculation began and then after the game, it was confirmed by Torts and then Ivan that he did not participate in warmups because he didn't want to wear the rainbow jersey uh, for Pride Night and all that. Um, and essentially his main excuse for not wearing the jersey is that it's against his religious beliefs, that being the Russian Orthodox Church. Um and then a bunch of uproar happened, and uh, this whole story has gotten picked up by national media and even just like, you know, your regular news uh, across the country. So I guess let's open it up to everybody here. Uh, initial thoughts on the whole situation. Uh, I mean, I can, I can bat lead off here just because I'll, I'll touch on a couple different things. Um, it's like, Dude, but like it's no matter how like you slice this situation up, like when you isolate like the sentiment on its own and you realize like, especially in the in like the past where it's like the steps of inclusiveness of the NHL is like tried emphasis on the word tried to incorporate. It's just like I'm like, it's just horrific optics at the very least at the very surface level. It's like the. It's like pro it's like dude you are well immersed in North American culture and United States culture to realize where we are right now um as a society it's like you went to, he went to high school here right went He's high school here, here played junior 13 yeah like he okay there we go there's confirmation it's like you had and like he had to have known like this reaction was coming too it's like just throw on a sweater for 12 minutes skate around do a few laps and go to the locker room and this whole like thing is like avoided. I mean, it, it kind of also like it goes without mentioning, like as a guy who's also reported as like not well liked in the locker room. Like when you have guys that like actively support this specific initiative, like you, we saw a lot in, in JVR, like in the locker room, like and you made this night about yourself. It's like at the very least, you're just not a good teammate, too. Like it's just I, and I guess that that's all like consistent with what we've heard in the past. I don't think this is necessarily like career suicide. Like people are saying it like it's not show business. People have been signed and maintained in the league for like far less um, for a lot less. And, you know, like I, another point, I guess, is like in terms of Torts' reaction afterwards, too. It's like, I mean, I mean, like good for backing your player i guess but not sure if he did himself any favors i don't know if you guys caught towards his reaction or press conference at the end there but it's like it's like not like he gives a shit anyways but 
I mean, obviously, you know, we're going to talk about it here too. Like, that's just another thing is Torrance reaction. It's like, it makes you think like, you know, I just, it's just, dude, this, another, another more gasoline on the fire. I'll leave yeah. it to you guys now. I mean, Johnny, I think you hit a couple big points there. Uh, the main one being that this night was supposed to be about inclusion and how hockey is for everyone. But instead, it became about Ivan Provorov. So that's like, it just makes it seem so in- inherently selfish of him and his character that he just, I, I mean, he just couldn't wear a fucking jersey for 10 to 15 minutes. Like, t- like that's the that's just mind-boggling to me. That's like, dude, it's just colors on a jersey that you wear for 10 minutes. Even if you uh, don't support gay people at the end of the day, I guess that's your opinion, even though I, I don't think that should be an opinion. But um, just wear the fucking jersey, man, so that the heat isn't on your back. And he, he chose to take the heat and be selfish and make the night about him instead of what it should have been about. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad, and it's like it's disappointing that like he would take away from his teammates like that. It's sad that someone that age, what is he, 24, 25, 25? That someone that age would, would, you know, have those feelings. <laughs> like, that that would actually, like, do something like that. Uh, and as, as far as torts, I, I think everyone handled it poorly. I think the, the Flyers org handled it poorly. Torts probably didn't do himself any favors uh backing him backing him up. I don't know if that's part of Torts' thing to, you know, take heat off the players, but um yeah, it's it's a it's another like shitty situation Flyers PR find themselves in. Uh I want to note a couple things cuz I was listening to uh J- Jeff Merrick show today. Uh Elliot Freeman was saying that uh he's got to think that the flyers lawyers and Comcast lawyers looked into everything they could do to stop him from playing tonight and, or last night. And there was probably nothing they could do in the CBA or anything like that to actually bench him for that, for like not wearing a warm up Jersey. I don't think that's like, allowed. Right, it's I like think lab- they can bench yeah. people for like missing meetings and like team activities and stuff like that. But apparently the CBA like protects them. Yeah, labor think, employment still yeah. holds true. You I know think what in I mean? the CBA it says something like the players deserve the right to participate or not participate in certain branded nights. Yeah, this isn't being one of them. So as far as well, even even past the him, CBA, yeah, I mean even past the CBA, it's like like labor laws in the United States too. It's just like you can't bench, like you can't fire someone, punish someone based off religious beliefs too. If that truly was the case. Yeah, so as far as they shouldn't have let him play or is disappointing they let him play, like they he held all the cards in that regard. Um it sucks that he took away from such a successful night for the team and for the organization and for Pride Night because Scott Lawn and JBR do a lot of things for the Pride community and uh they like, you know, had guests come in and everything and everyone had a great time besides the but everyone's just talking about the Provorov thing and not talking about how great of a night it was and, and what JVR and Scotland do for the community. So it sucks for them. Cause all the questions post game were just about Provorov and uh, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's a shitty situation to see like 
I'm curious to see how how it ends up with him. Like Johnny said, there's been guys who have been, you know, traded and signed by other teams who have done uh worse things. So we'll see how it goes. But I don't I don't know if he'll be a flyer for too much longer. Yeah, I'll let, I'll let Cooch chime in, but I have something else to tell. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's um whatever he can do whatever he wants, but at the end of the day, it was a total, you know, asshole jerk move what he did in my opinion and you know this game isn't it's not propaganda it's not telling you you have to be gay or or forcing your kids to be or whatever whatever it be it is simply a game that represents those from the community who struggle every day to to know and feel who they are you know for simply loving who they love you know, whether it be the same sex or someone who's non-binary or trans, whatever it may be. I mean, suicides among gay kids and people from the community are significantly higher than those of the straight community. So this is simply a game. It just represents everybody and says, hey, like, we got you. Um, You know, we support you in a sport that, you know, very rarely supports this um you know the lgbtq community i mean you know he didn't need to go down broad street and paint his whole body you know a rainbow color and you know go to a pride parade you know you simply he just had to wear a jersey for 20 minutes of his life once out of every 84 games you know it's just very upsetting and it just paints an, an ugly picture and and he can you know, fall back on religion all he wants. But at the end of the day, man, if you're a truly religious person, you realize that God made everybody equally and, 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 you know, you should love thy neighbor. You know, I'm not really religious myself, but just at the end of the day, like, it's just, it just seems like a cop out with religion too. And, and also I want to add, it, it screws the teammates over too, because it, it once again, such an asshole, selfish prick move because now you got reporters asking Waltz and and JVR like, what do you think about this? And now they, what do they do? Do they throw their teammate under the bus? Do they, you know, look like an asshole to the community? Is it's just it's just a mess, man. And and as far as I'm concerned, like, yeah, he shouldn't be banned from the league or anything. But I I would love to see him off the team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, cute. I'm right there with you. I think. Uh... Him getting Law and dragged into it, and Law and have to speak up about it is like it's insane. Like Law and supports what he supports, and the fact that he has to like go in there and give a diplomatic answer, and then reiterate that he supports gay pride and gay pride night in the NHL is just it's insanity. And you're right about like I think the religion thing is what ticks me off the most. Like there's so many people that will do bad things. And I'm not saying like not wearing a jersey is like the, the most insanely bad thing you can do, but like people have done worse things. And then they say, yeah. oh, my religion says it's okay. So I think it's the most pathetic excuse you can possibly use. And if your religion is like actively like like ignoring different groups such as this one, then I don't think that's a good religion. I think it's a shitty religion and you shouldn't be following it. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, at the, at the very baseline like like we said like it's you're a shitty teammate dude like like i like like the other pedigree that i wanted to bring up it's like dude it just it also took away from like I, I, probably the least important part but like 
a good well played hockey game by the boys. More like, like Z, we talked about earlier, like Morgan Frost goal. Kevin Hayes had his first career hat trick. Yeah, last night, and, and no we're not talking about. No one that. said a word. No. And no one's gonna remember it. Well, Risto, Risto scored his first goal. Risto with a beautiful dirty, it's dirty it's crazy. goal and a dirty hit it's, as well. I think they have like shut up, dude. Not they lead the league oh, with nine shorthanded goals now, and it's just like it was a great game. I mean, granted against the Anaheim Ducks who suck, but um, I mean, I don't, I don't like. See, I, think I don't know like if we everyone just it. handled it poor. Like the like the team handled it poorly. Like I. I if I was in charge of PR, I would not have put out a statement in the middle of the game that like he wasn't in warm ups because of this. I would have the reporters ask Torts and Torts say you needed to talk to Ivan about it. I don't know. He'll he'll speak to why he wasn't. He didn't want to be in warm ups. He'll he'll tell you why. Yeah, you gotta just let him fucking. It's his bed. Let him lie in it. Now you have lots answering more questions about it than they even asked Provorov or or Torts about it. Like for <laughs> real, joke, they man. asked him more questions about it than the other guy. So. I mean... Did you see Provorov's uh, press conference? He basically gave uh, like a one sentence statement and, and then said was he just wasn't like going to said, questions. I'll only answer hockey questions. And just like the way he said his excuse and then kept talking, it was like, dude, you're such a fucking asshole. And you but just even, this even his wording, he said, like, I respect people's choices. No, you being don't. Respect well, people. Being gay you don't. isn't a choice for people. Yeah. And, and then his uh, wife on the dark dog account his right oh, that's yeah. another girlfriend? that's another oh, he's religious God. but he's okay. having Wild. he's having premarital sex so you want know, <laughs> that too yeah hypocrites sinner of course and then also she says oh i respect everybody like why don't you just say hey i respect the you know yeah the community like i respect you know gay marriage i i don't well, res- like, well here's the thing cutes because they don't <laughs> exactly that's yeah. the thing they, they just they just oh did wait i read it as if she was going like against like what he said she was like, but it's maybe like, some inner family maybe some inner family he was trying tr- it was the attempt at that johnny but it was supposed to read like that but like people she, were going after i mean Drake, guys it, i mean it literally is Sue- like people her. saying black lives matter than people saying all lives matter that's what she did yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I. That's why I read it. He's like, I care about I, everybody, I not like, I care about like the LGBTQIA. And like, that's not what this is about, lady. Like, come on. Now, Z, I know we're on the opposite like sides of spectrum, at least on this topic in regards to trade, like trade conspiracy. Well, yeah. So let's just start with like there's so, the there's yeah. the social aspect of this, and then there's the business aspect. So we're gonna get into some of the the business stuff now because it does affect the business, does affect his trade value. That doesn't. You know, I don't want to seem insensitive because we're talking about trade value. Like that's all we cared about. He obviously did a terrible thing, but we do have to talk about the business side. It's like, yeah, no, it's like, all right, like I, because I think, and, and you disagreed with this earlier, but like I think that he could have. It's 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 possible. People like I saw this like written somewhere that it's possible that conspiracy theory. He, conspiracy theory. On. There we go. Yeah. So just say it's just conspiracy. I'm not saying this is true, but that he may have pulled a stunt like this in order to maybe force his way out quicker. I don't think that's the way you. No, 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 no. Let me finish. But in turn, in reality, it's going to do the exact opposite, I think. It's gonna probably make him less desirable and hurt his. Dream. Yeah, but I think his initial thought and maybe his his initial plan could have been, "Hey, 
maybe this will get me out of here quicker. But you seem to, but you disagreed with that. So I, I, if there was like some, you know, intent behind this, not just like his personal beliefs, like if there was some sort of, you know, a, other reason why he did this, uh, I, I would see it as like a fuck you to the team, trying to screw over everybody. Like fuck, fuck my teammates, fuck my coach, fuck the ownership, fuck this team. He was. So you're viewing it as like a plan for him to stay. Well, no, it's just like it's just let's fuck them over. Like they're gonna trade me. They're probably gonna trade me anyway. Let me fucking let hope they get shit back for me. Mm. Interesting. And yeah, yeah, again, this is just if I had to make up like a reasoning. Yeah, no, I'm I'm doing the same. Obviously, it just screams all all hypothetical. All hypothetical. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously just showing that he's a he's a bigger problem in the locker room. I mean, but obviously, like then there's guys like Tony D'Angelo who have done things in the past that have made them but he seem like were... a distraction in 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 the locker room uh you know yeah, he's spoke on, t- on his on what he's done and he's apologized and says he's changed Provorov did not do those things um so there is a difference there and you know there's still a market for d'angelo so yeah i mean i i feel like uh the past couple episodes we all have been leaning towards trading Provorov anyway mm-hmm. and I'm one of those people that like doesn't necessarily love to like bash players publicly because like I don't know something weird about well, me like I want everyone to like me and like be my friend yeah no, I don't they're either. not um well yeah like, we don't bash players see... publicly for their play we can bash them for things they pers- they do in their yes. personal lives or saying that yes right. but like now like I don't give a fuck about Ivan Provorov I hate his guts and I hope he's fucking gone by the trade deadline I'm, I'm praying yeah. that he's gone Johnny if his idea was let me do this to get out of here faster that's the dumbest shit ever because he is lava like he is cancer right now no one wants to go near his <laughs> name any team that trades for him they're well, going to get so much backlash well let's I be honest with you. here well that's let's what I said that was and we're, and we're going to get backlash for keeping <laughs> so him so I it's like it's a fuck thought. you fuck you yeah, that's there's, what I literally said on my thought. There's a lot more shitty human beings in the NHL, and I'm sure yeah, there's I'm a sure. couple shitty human beings in NHL managements across the league. Oh, I'm sure. So I'm it's sure optics, a deal can get but done. But it's optics. Yes, I I believe that it tanked his trade value a little bit, which No, it did. Sucks. It did. I think we're all in consensus there. Yeah. Sucks. Because thinking of it from the business side, like he was kind of a ticket to help rebuild this team semi quicker. Yeah. I mean, what were we saying? Like a a NHL player in a first, right. Or a prospect. And a 2023 first round pick. No, that's what it means. He didn't want. Yeah. (laughs) We didn't want Puyarvi. But, but, (laughs) but DG saw like Charlie O'Connor tweet about how Puyarvi is the next Nishushkin. So now I saw that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He planted a seed. Charlie I said planted a seed in my brain. I th- that first uh, time we talked about Pro Rolf, I think I said Yamamoto or Pooley RV. Yeah, oh, I hated that. Everyone I loves hated, the, the Oilers. I, you know what's real, real weird? <laughs> is well, they Arvey. definitely need Pooley RV's like yeah. under 25 still. It's very weird. Like, you, I thought he was know. like 20. Dude, he's like, quick, he's, he's like this version of Travis Connect. We're, get, we're getting off topic and we have a whole episode coming up. But, dude, yeah, as they want to talk about like Torts comments how i mean the, like in the media they're saying he doubled down on yeah on why don't we wrap of, up uh, with the torts talk and then we'll kick it to the rest of the episode um i guess i mean i, I said my piece first. on it i thought he i, s- I said something said, briefly yeah should have just said yeah i mean talked i guess i'll say it. something then coots wrap it up and then we'll we'll 
send it to the rest of the episode. Um, I mean, I have a finishing thought too. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A, little, a, little um, a little cliffhanger. Little right, cliffhanger. Yeah, we got like two hours of episode after this. Um, well, so I think my thing with Torts is he is catching backlash, obviously, because he said in the past when the whole Colin Kaepernick kneeling thing happened, if anybody kneels on my bench, like you're sitting for the rest. I of the just game. want to insert a thought into that very quickly. Yeah. When the Colin Kaepernick stuff first happened, not that not defending any side or anything, there was a lot of confusion in, at what he was kneeling against. And it was like racial and social injustice. But a lot of people thought he was disrespecting America and the military. And uh, Tortorella's son is an army ranger. So just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. I mean, so that was probably the reasoning behind towards saying that I will bench anybody that kneels for the flag, which, you know, thinks a bunch of hoopla too, but. Um, I, I think towards is catching backlash and I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. I think he essentially reiterated the same points that the team in the NHL has been reiterating saying like, I respect Ivan and his beliefs and I'm not going to tell him what to do. Um, I don't think he was trying to take heat off Ivan. I think, you know, he's just doing what a coach should do. I don't think he should, the coach should just openly bash the player. I, I don't know what the right thing to do there is. And you know, Torch speaks from the heart and he's not really preparing anything when he goes up there. So I don't like, I fucking hate the situation. I hate what Ivan did and everything. And I'll bash him for that, but I'm not going to bash the coach for just being the coach. I, I don't know. That's how I, that's where I stand. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, I just want to say um, not really much about Torch. I mean, he could have definitely handled it better, but I, I, I think I don't know. Torts is torts in that situation. I just wanted to say like that. I've, you know, to the people that are listening that might be on the other side of the spectrum, just, I, I, I just really want you to know that like, these are real people that are affected. Like I, I, you know, growing up for me, I didn't have a lot of people in the community to talk to and like learn of other perspectives. And I just really ask you guys to like open up, open up your minds just a little bit. Like nobody is asking you to be gay nobody's asking you to <laughs> do whatever you know what i mean it's just to respect these people because they go through hell you know a lot of them go through hell and and just maybe try and understand why this message by ivan provorov hurt them a little bit and i think that ivan provorov you know needs to have somebody to talk to him and just be like hey like man like this is why it hurt you know, instead of, I just, I just think people should open up their perspectives a little more. No, it's well said, Coots. Very. I think well, that. But... Yeah, no, I think honestly, let's just let's wrap it there, boys. Let's center, let's center to the episode. I think that's a good last thought to uh, to have. Welcome back to another edition of the Time I Skates podcast. It's DG Z Johnny and Coots, and uh, for today's episode, I actually wanted to start it off with you guys real quick. I got a fun little banter to start us off. I actually, I actually chipped my tooth the other day, so I got a spit and chiclet, and I'm gonna have to get it fixed up. Literally half of my front tooth is chipped off. I don't know if you, you want, guys can see. Are you looking for sympathy? Like what? what? <laughs> Maybe no, they'll start a third podcast. We could be under their wing. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, because they have game notes. They have game notes now. Maybe they'll add us us four to the resume. There we are. Absolutely. absolutely I'm putting us in the door, as they say. 
All right, no, let's I start. It was cool. Wait, what? We just start. Oh, <laughs> callback, Joe. Good one. Jesus. All right, yeah. Anyway, any, anyways, yeah. Okay, cool, DG. What happened? Your, what happened? Fuck yourself. Uh, I literally, <laughs> I bite, I bit an apple, and I just, it just oh fell right out. God, <laughs> you could have lied, dude. You could have made up something lied, so man. much better. You well, were bestowed an opportunity well, no. to be cool. Well, the reason it was it was in that form is because I chipped it way back in the day, and I had to get it fixed. So, like that part of my tooth was fake. How'd you chip and it? And I originally? guess weak ass tooth, dude. Just falling uh, when I was, you know, falling. younger and just fucking cracked it. Um, yeah, it it that piece oh, fell face. off, and now I'm gonna have to get my my teeth fixed. So I look like a fucking idiot. So thank God this is a. Uh, audio well, podcasts you, well, you can't any, look any worse yeah you don't look any dumber than you normally do <laughs> you Honestly, right if you didn't say, one, if you didn't say anything hey, hey, even notice, to be honest yeah oh i know it's not really noticeable unless i point it out which is, i guess is a good thing and i also work from home so i don't have to really see people so i'm just not right, gonna so smile. you don't even you just don't need to get it fixed <laughs> no i need to get it fixed i'm self-conscious about that stuff it's got to get fixed i literally see no difference like with lloyd you. Looking like Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> it would be cool if the whole tooth was gone, but it's literally half the tooth. It looks insane. Yeah, and the way you did it too just was so uncool. This is biting such an like apple. an uncool. I could story. Uh, biting yeah, an apple. Why would you share this with us? Biting an apple and half a tooth. You can't get any more bitch than that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was also really, really high, so I was just like eating this apple, and then I just oh, heard man, a crunch, and then I look at it, and my tooth You're is like, just fuck. sitting there. That's I was like, oh shit. Milk. That must have I, been very trippy. You, drink, you need no. some more calcium, Jeez. man. <laughs> Holy shit. I could throw uh throw up a th- throwback Thursday of me getting the chip tooth. Got to stick right to the jibs. Oh. A throwback Thursday? Giblets? Of you? Of me. Yeah. Oh, on, dude. One thousand ranger. Wait, Coots, you played? Uh, I, I dabbled. <laughs> oh, you're talking about putting the Coots throwback the Thursday, me. not you. Oh yeah, no, no, him. Talking about he's talking about himself. I was talking making a himself. joke, DG. Which uh, which team were you on? <laughs> the Oakville Blades. They had oh, Rangers jerseys. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're clean the, the jerseys. Kitchener Rangers. <laughs> you should post yeah, it pretending almost. like Coots. You should post it pretending you're like an old Flyers prospect. I could and just see if anybody catches on that it's, it's just C level <laughs> NHL prospect. C level uh, NHL prospect. Don't get it twisted. Gotta see, if, gotta see yeah. if anyone takes the bait. What do you mean pretending he is an old prospect? Oh, yeah, yes, what the I'm fuck? There. Yeah, dude. I, had, are you, are you I saying, still DG? have the email from the Vancouver You're scout. Half a tooth. Still have Moron. it framed. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Moron. the Vancouver Canucks. Stupid idiot. Like, yeah, the cool. scout yeah, from the that's Canucks. That's what I was talking about. Vancouver Canucks. The scout. The Canucks. Judd Brackett. Look him up. Heard of him? I'm, being, I'm yeah. being real dumb right now. I felt like the Vancouver scouts was like was a team. team You're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. You were just being yourself. That's all. That's a good team name, though. I like that. Oh, dude, Judd Brackett's with the yeah. Wild now. Hit him up. You're Speaking still in your prime, Keats. You're in your prime, man. I could I could play for the Delaware Thunder in the FHL. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, maybe Petro. if you put play the with bottle Petro. down. Dude, if, if I Pet- what? Maybe if you put the bottle down a little. <laughs> maybe. maybe <I, laughs> Give some time for those lungs to right, breathe. Hey, t- hey <laughs> you're the one over at Morgie's Piers double fist. I saw you. <laughs> I saw you there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm over that we're phase gonna have life. uh we're gonna have our first content piece it's gonna be me trying out for the fhl team 
and playing against Petra. Wow. You got to wear a GoPro. You got to wear a GoPro. Amazing. Dude, I'll personally come and take off work so that I can help you out there. I'll help you out. We'll see what happens. Actually, me and Z will DG dress up in suits with black glasses, nah. like walking side by side coots as he enters for the class. <laughs> like like Grady's like Grady's bodyguards. I was yeah. gonna say, DG, yeah. no, we need you holding the camera and skating because I can't fucking skate back. That's that I can skate. So. Are we still positive DG can't skate? <laughs> no, I can skate, dude. Played hockey my whole life. Still got it. It's good. He was a high school high school all star. Me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you look me up, man? <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely Found was. Tape. I definitely <laughs> was. Because you looked it. him up. All right, how bad did this guy suck? <laughs> I don't know if there's any tape of me out there, but my stats from club and actually not club, probably just high school stats are out there somewhere. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. You never know. But they're not under drunk gritty. So what, what, what high school was that find out. Uh Well, I don't want to see it. I don't want to make social security number. Don't make me bleep it out. It's a four. Four. (laughs) (laughs) Missing about eight digits there, but um, all right. Good for you. You Let's get into the actual podcast stuff, boys. So to start off with news and notes, we got a a couple topics here today. Leading off, Kevin Hayes has been selected as the Flyers All Star selection. Uh, obviously comes with some questioning because I think a lot of people are like, why not TK? So I guess like, what are your guys' thoughts? Like, do you think Hayes deserves it? And, you know, do we think TK will eventually get in? Which I would assume, yeah. yeah. I, I think say no, it should be TK. Well, well yeah, it probably yeah, yeah. should be TK, but I don't know like how they do it if they like voted on it earlier, like before this crazy streak that TK went on, which we'll talk about. But um, I mean, Hayes was like a, a point of game and, was lead, was at one point leading the team in points, right? And now him and yeah, TK through like pretty close. Twelve games though, right? Like not anything. I thought still, TK took over the lead like pretty quick. Like I don't I think like Hayes it wasn't helped that long ago. But anyway, I honestly think it comes down to Hayes is going to market more is more marketable, uh, to have at All Star break. Like they could fucking give him a camera and have him do his own fucking shit that whole weekend. Uh, I mean, but like it's an all-star selection, not a content selection. Like it's, what, an, they it's literally an honor. Get more it's an accolade. It kind of is. A, it is a content I mean, selection at this is. point. But I guess, also, so I, think, I guess I guess when they started forcing like each team gets one guy sent yeah, there. Yeah, like, that's when it became a, a not selection. all-star thing. Yeah. I mean, then then like an all-star like now it's just it just makes it so fabricated now. Like we used to be like okay, yeah, Drew's now like an eight-time all-star. It's like okay, I don't think now. I guess we look. Okay. I guess now we just look to like okay, like was he a first team also all team selection? Was he a second all team selection? I think the first and second team is like the big like you were a stud this yeah. year. Um, I think I think the NHL is a big seniority thing, and and it, unless like if TK had like fifteen more points than Hayes, then you would have to have TK. But I think at the time when they selected TK, maybe only had four more points than Hayes. What are they and, selecting these guys? Are they not like seeing as many games as possible before? I thought I thought they I announced it relatively soon. a week or two ago, right? Yeah, it was only like a week or two ago. I guess they do. Oh, I guess I guess for logistics purposes. Well, they can Connect like, still make it? Right? They only chose yeah. like the so there's stars. a fan. So here, uh, I agree that Konechny should have been picked over Hayes, but at the end of the day, there's the NHL fan vote which I think is going to get Konechny into it just because I think he obviously deserves it. Yeah. Who knows if TK even wants to go? Uh, Cause yeah, I know a lot of players to go probably. 
I know a lot. I mean, it's in Florida, so that's a fun vacation. It wouldn't be his first one. Wife and kid. It'd be it'd be a second. Yeah, his second. Yeah, I think the last All Star game he made was before COVID. They they made him. They made him do the fucking fastest skater against Barzell and McDavid. (laughs) 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 It was so bad. Yeah, he's not winning that one. Sadly, I mean, right now, Konecki is 29th in the league, but I I know us Flyer fans know how good he is. But do you think other fans are going to know how good he is? I think they know that he like, I mean, just watching some of the the recent Flyers games that have been done by like the national media, like TNT or ESPN, like they brought up that he should be an all star pick and that he's, you know, they know he's the best player on the Flyers. Um, Yeah. 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 True. Good point. But uh, all right, so to go off this all-star talk just a little bit, so obviously Hayes came out and, you know, he's very humble and happy that he was selected, uh, as he always is, um, talked about how it was one of his brother's wishes for him to make the all-star game. So, like, you got that whole sentimental factor there, too. So, like, you feel good for Hayes making the all-star game. And then, not that this corresponds, but, you know, people make it correspond. Torts on the other half comes out and says that he doesn't worry about the all-star game that whole weekend and that he doesn't even watch it. Um, and then he like went on to say, like, I, I think it's basically turned into like a whole, and then he like stopped himself, you know, and he was about like, to like, let me keep not going. get myself in any more trouble. Yeah, <laughs> let me stop speaking before this gets too far. And um, I think then somebody asked him what he thought about TK now making it. And he just said, I don't really care. Like, he just doesn't <laughs> give a shit. Like, I don't care about the all-star game, which like, <laughs> For a coach that, you know, how Torts coaches and needs to get this team going, like, the All-Star game would be, like, the last of my worries. And, like, you know, what, what, why, think, why would he give a shit? I mean, it's like, I guys, love, guys that have I, fun. Like, that's – Torts is never going to give you a cliche, like, cookie-cutter, like, uh, coach answer where, like, a normal coach might be like, oh, it's nice for the guys and the fans and blah, blah, blah. But Torch is just going to fucking tell, tell it how it is. Like, it's like, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Why are you asking me about it? No, my favorite part of this whole thing is people online literally took two isolated quotes and tried to correlate them <laughs> or like yeah. two isolated events and tried to correlate it's, them. I mean, I did it too, but I did it because I knew it was fun. Well, you did and it. Did troll. You did it to yeah. troll. Yeah. Just <laughs> the people that people take it actually and then we're like torts hates haze and stuff like that. Like, dude, that's he not wasn't even is. talking about haze. At well, all. it's just the people who just want to go at torts just to go at torts because they don't like torts. Which Torch, is like the whole me- media has turned on him, Flyers media specifically, because he doesn't fucking do their jobs for him, for them, and give them all the headlines. Makes fun of their well, bad questions. Yeah. It's it's funny because he will say whatever the fuck he's feeling, and he said exactly what every other coach in the league thinks. Like no one say, cares yeah. about the All Star game. He's the only one with balls to say like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about that about that. Wait, weekend. wait, boys, who did he yell at? Do you guys know who he yelled at? The other day where he's like i don't even understand whenever you ask a question i don't understand what you're saying you know who that, who that was i know he's yelled at sam a bunch of times for like asking questions about do you know who the goal it is sounded like be? it wasn't guy. sam i never know who the goal it's, is you're gonna be stop it, fucking asking me it sounded if like i listen if i, I really might uh, be able to identify i don't think, I think it, was it was i think it was colin one of uh jim's buddies i think it was that okay. guy i forgot who he works for um <laughs> But yeah, I never know. Um, what I, you're I think oh, boy. I think the Torx comments. I think that I I do love Torx and I love his honesty and I love his realness. But I think he could have been like, hey, like I think that you know, um, Konechny was a bit of a snub. Or I think he could have been like, 
hey, I do think Hayes is an all-star, but I really don't care at the end of the day. Like, I want to focus on – like, I feel like he could have given a, at least a little credit I, to I think, one of the boys. I think he thinks but, that, but he's not capable of doing it. Well, well <laughs> yeah, and, also, <laughs> I think Torch does this to make himself look bad and take focus yeah. away from his players. 100%. I think it's that. all of a of a play, but – be angry gets, at me. Don't be angry at the team. That exactly. Whole... And it does. And it gets people riled up. Like people are like, they call him a dinosaur. They're so mad at him. It's like, guys, like chill out, man. <laughs> or he's like not even thinking about, or the other way around. He's not even thinking about Hayes and connecting when he answers these questions. I mean, or like, I guess other than the connecting one, he doesn't care, but no, like when it came to like, I guess just, he just was just asked a question about the all-star game and he's only thinking about the all-star game itself, not how it relates to Kevin Hayes. You know what I mean? I don't think Kevin was yeah. even brought up during that discussion. No, I it think was just it was about just the strictly, weekend. Yeah. No, but yeah, people then, like to make yeah. people like to make. Oh, yeah, people great. are just people go out course, of their and, way. Yeah, yeah, but uh, and then Hayes Hayes had that comment about his brother, you know, wanting him at the All Star game, so it was really emotional for him. So everyone's taking that as ammo to yell at Torx. Which I yeah, don't they make really it. Think they make it think that Torx's comments were directed not at Hayes and his brother. All. It's yeah. not correlated whatsoever. Yeah. It's ridiculous. One can exactly it can be separated. Uh, but just to go off towards a little bit more here, we got another another uh, news bite that came out uh, about towards how he took away the iPads from the bench. Um, I love it. And love it. he basically said the players were just looking at their past shifts, and he was just not having any of it. So he decided to take the iPads off off the bench that they instead focus on the next shift, not something that they fucked up the previous one. I mean, I, I, I mean, fucking yeah. love it. I, I mean, yeah, because there's there's honestly a time and place when to review film. I don't know, I think real time is the way to do that, right? Like, do it at the end of then, the game where you can look at everything like in isolation, shift by shift, just all at one time, as opposed to, okay, oh, I just, wow, that looked like really, really bad. It's like, is have you ever like, like, is there more of a scratch your ass and sniff your hand moment than that? It's like, you can't do anything that you just did in the past. It's over. Move on. It, next shift. That's the athlete's mentality. It, I, exactly, Johnny. And I think there is probably some pros to having the iPad on the bench. But when you think about it, like between the games and maybe between the periods is the time you can touch up and look at that film. At least that's what you yeah. should be doing all the time as a hockey player is watching film. But when you're playing a game and you fucked up, you know, you fucked up and you know what you did. Forget about it. Focus to what you're going to do next to like, you know, win the hockey game. I don't want any of the players overthinking grip, you know, gripping the stick too tight, thinking like, oh, I got to go like high glove next time. Think, think thinking more about like where they want to place the puck on shots or, or anything like that. Cause it's, it's not going to be productive for them. Like you need to f- focus on the next shift and, or even f- like focus on what's going on in the game and not just go to the bench and immediately ask for the iPad. So you can look at, you know, why you didn't score a goal in that last play. I mean, uh, Gretzky famously said that he never aimed at the goal. Like he would just let it rip and the puck would go like wherever, you know, the goalie wasn't <laughs> like, he wasn't like specifically aiming for any spot. And I feel like if you're, if you're reviewing film after every shift you have offensive zone or defensive zone, like you're just going to be overthinking shit. So you're just, just saying Gretzky was lucky his whole career. He wasn't actually talented. No, he had skill <laughs> to place the place the shot, but not, not actually. You know what I mean? He had muscle memory that he didn't even have yeah, to think. Exactly. It just happened. If this wasn't Taurus, do we even think this is a headline? 
No, no. I no. think it's a great no. thing. Like, I mean, it's, I, think it's I love genius. it. No, it's, I think it's, it's genius. It's a great thing. <laughs> yeah. Ignorance like, is bliss there's, sometimes. There's such thing as having too much data, like too much information. I agree. So I think, I think, yeah, I think DJ, you're right. In between periods, you know, is the best time to do it. You know, you could look back at it, but like during the game, like mm-hmm. a guy like TK, he might, he might sit down for three minutes and he's back out there right away. Like, man, just focus on the game. Yeah, dude, and hydrate, are, rest, and watch your teammates and then get ready to hop back out there. Yeah, and and people turn this into uh, like, oh, Torts hates the players thing. But really, it's he, he cares about the play- players, in my opinion. Yeah, like, he doesn't like, want took away their toys. It It's <laughs> Torts saying like, dude, we're going to make mistakes. People are going to make mistakes. Why look at them again? Why harp on them? Like, maybe, you know, maybe Torts will let them know. But that's it. Like, why look at the game? Why look at it more? Especially considering do- how many, like, oh, sorry, could cut you off? No, no, keep going. Yeah, yeah. No, it's like, especially considering how many young guys we have and how much, like, a young NHLer can overthink at any given time. Yeah, yeah I mean, this makes For complete sure. sense. Like, it just. And uh, just to point out, Morgan Frost is one of the guys that use the iPads the most. So you're talking about young guys overthinking. How do He's you know that? Guy. How do you know? Huh? That? How do you know? I just, I just saw, like, time. a. I just you saw like the in, screen time. Yeah. I, I think I saw it in like an article or a tweet. Somebody said like the top guys that were using must them. be true. Must um, be true since it was on. Yeah, media. but also just like <laughs> you definitely like zone out a little bit if you're looking at your film, like the your past shift shift on the iPad. Like I, we all know people who, when they're looking at their phone, you can't have a conversation with them because they don't know it. They can't hear anything you're fucking saying. So That's I'm me. sure that was That's happening me. on the bench and <laughs> the assistant coaches or you know towards want the players listening to them or paying attention to the game and not fucking horse is probably about to assault one of his players because they wouldn't listen to him they're zoned out (laughs) on their ipad so it's just like i i don't know why he's getting any flack from the media i mean they asked him if at like what his feelings were on being perceived as old school for banning the ipads and he said uh i don't give a flying shit how i'm perceived because it's my job to coach the team (laughs) it's just like yeah i love that that guy everything he says I just love and the yeah. He he definitely is very refreshing, and he, it sucks that you know we need a year where we're gonna be he's <laughs> making the team too good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because but imagine, I also love how they're playing. Exactly. He, I know. Imagine if he was the coach <laughs> instead of Elaine Vigneault. Oh my god! Dude, I think things would have been different. Yeah, a lot different, and we'd be in a different spot today. We wouldn't have Rusalina on the roster. That is uh <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Speaking of Ristoline, and I think Johnny wants to bring up something about Risto here. No, I was just saying I saw a tweet earlier. I forget who 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 had it out, but it looked like um it was basically a comparison between last year and this year of Risto's like advanced analytics under like the difference between under Torts uh versus last year. Last year, year they like, were like 1% or whatever. And his his like expected like or like his like, I don't know. I forget which stat it was. Like maybe his uh, what's the big one? Expected goals against war. His war. His war was up seventy two percent compared to last year. Everything and everything was like increased by like a very very large amount. Like they weren't marginal increases; they were large increases. And then the only thing that went down was obviously like his scoring and shooting. Like uh, I mean, but increasing seventy two percent from a shitty year does not mean that much. I gotta I say, I mean, like, but like seventy-two percent, dude. That's huge. That's a lot. That's, that's like a, it's a huge percent. One eighty. A ten percent movement would have been a little eye-opening. Seventy-two percent. That's a 
fucked on. Well, um, how bad? I mean, even 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 like even like Charlie like O'Connor zero. had a tweet. Yeah, even so that's Charlie what O'Connor. It's not that impressive. <laughs> I'll hold. I'll hold. I said even Charlie O'Connor had a tweet saying like acknowledging how well Risto has played, especially in the last like because his analytics are showing us him playing good now. But you know. <laughs> When the Listen, high test is good and the analytics are bad, I'm, he's the worst defenseman. I'm the first to not acknowledge analytics and like I believe in them in a sense. Like I'm okay I'll with use them. them if they help my case. But because <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, really. you're a piece of shit. But but I do I really have thought he he has played better since his first, you know, 10, 15 games this year. I feel like he has been a lot better. Um, so I, those numbers, I don't know, maybe they are right. Yeah, I mean, maybe my eye test is right. I mean, it's data. Yeah. Obviously, points <laughs> data, wise, baby. he probably isn't where people think he should be. But I don't think I've ever thought of Risto as a points guy. I just want him to play sound defense, be a big body, and do what he's supposed I mean, to do. And I think recently I haven't noticed him out there, years, so. which means he's in the right positions, making the right plays, and he's not making mistakes. So I mean, I'll, I'm going to give him props defense, when he deserves them. I think. Yeah, I mean, he, better, he but... was all. It was also PP1 on, on Buffalo playing I, top pair. Yeah, I get so. it. I feel like if you focus on your game defensively, the offense will come. So I think by the end of the year, we'll see more offense from him. That's just me. Did you see that drive he had versus Buffalo? He skated it up, did a yeah, little woot-woot, yeah. and then passed it back door. And nice backhand pass. Revenge game for Risto. was. I, I think yeah, we're, we'll we're really showing him. <laughs> he's, he's i mean he's really yeah. showing them. <laughs> i don't know i i still don't love the contract and whatever but like it's good to see you know the little victories that we have with him <laughs> totally agreed 10 um, games at a right. time yeah let's uh <laughs> let's roll into some flyers updates here boys so to start they were five points out of the playoffs they are now seven points out of the playoffs as we speak here tonight what are your guys thoughts i mean seven points ain't that far but it, it it is far at the same time. Uh, obviously, this stuck comes in with a lot the of middle sarcasm, with you. But yeah, just, our just house just, just in your, the middle of your, the street. Uh, <laughs> no, just your favorite seventeenth overall pick coming our way in this twenty twenty three draft. I'm Not feeling a, a J O'Brien type pick. Oh, I love it! Wow. I love it. He's been playing good though. Speaking of Joe, yeah, he's, he's, he's on pace for never. I think he's in a Flyers jersey. He, he might be 26 years old, though, right now. And it's in his sixth year in college. He's <laughs> on right. pace to be. I didn't mean to derail. I'm sorry. Let's not talk about Joe O'Brien here, boys. Let's talk <laughs> about the Flyers. Anyways, <laughs> the seven points out. Team. He is a Flyer. He is a Flyer. Technically. Anyways, seven points out. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's good to see. Like, it's encouraging to see, like, uh, like young player stuff, but like Owen Tippett has just been pretty steady all year, I think, and especially showing up in the last fast, few games, he's been dude, he's fast. He's been playing. He's he gets faster when the puck's on but his stick. I know, dude. He is makes sense. Say my it, guy. Said it like ten times. He is Coots's guy. That but shot that <laughs> shot that he had the Ooh, other day against the game. No, you guys go ahead. One. Go ahead. Go ahead. You guys go ahead. I was watching it with my Please. dad. Please speak. I was like, Dad, that was one of the most disgusting snipes I've seen a player Fucking do in a DG. while. Fucking asshole. Wrong, it was Johnny? pretty nasty little curl and drag it, between the legs. Top it, gross. <laughs> it was from like the top of the circle too. It wasn't like in the slot. It was a rocket. It took me like back. two seconds to figure out what happened. Yeah. Like talk about the top tits. Oh my god! Nice Beauty. reference there, Johnny. <laughs> really good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, seven points. Is like the it's not like the teams that are in playoff spots right now are going to start losing 
all their games. Um, I mean, I think we also underestimate how much actually like seven points is. Like that's four games. Like that's a lot. Honestly, that's a lot to swing in your favor. That's winning four games and all the teams in front of you losing four, (laughs) losing them all. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's pump. I mean, it's cool. Let me pose this question to you guys because I know we might have different views on it. So a lot of Flyers fans have been getting pissed off that like, so we've, we've won seven of the last nine games. And, you know, if you want to get a good pick, you can't be winning a ton of games. And there's a lot of people out there that are pissed because we're playing well and pissed that we're winning and pissed that our young players are performing well when we want Connor Bedard. So goddamn badly. So like for you guys, like, are you guys cool with this winning? Like, obviously you'd rather probably play well and end up losing more, but like, we're going to go on some mini win streaks and then we're going to go on losing streaks. Like I think it all pans out in the end and we're going to have a bottom 10 pick. I just want to know what you guys think. I mean, like present day me loves it because I want to watch fun, interesting hockey and I want to watch them win games. But like future me is going to be pissed. You know what I mean? Like it's like, you can't, you can't please me. I, I, we've been there before this once we hire towards that he would not get the team to playoff potential, but make them good enough to, you know, sort of comp- like you know be competitive and not the <laughs> bottom of the gutter like teams in the yeah I, mean, I can't be mad because i expected this like it's exactly, exactly. what we're kind of expecting. that's exactly so, what torts was going like i think we said it only just before the, the season that there's no way we'll finish bottom five in the league because we got the fifth pick last year and we were like with the torts signing there's no chance we're finishing less than fifth worst like we're gonna be better than that and it's already proven that way i think we're like sitting at like eighth to 10th worst right now somewhere in the middle yeah and here's the thing they're just simply not that bad and they're nhl players that like the nhl is not a league where you where you tank to tank you know what i mean there are legitimately five teams that are way worse than the flyers i mean you got chicago Anaheim, arizona san jose and columbus like there is no way that we can be possibly worse than them in my opinion I, I completely agree with you. Like the Flyers have good pieces they, on they this have, team. They're just not they a complete a nice, team. Exactly. They have players they, that are good. People just also, like, okay, little core to build off. Of. Let's feed, let's exactly. feed in this little anecdote too. I mean, I, I think someone else had like a graphic on Twitter too, where it was like showing the top three, like who got the top three picks of the past, like maybe like six years, seven years. Now the lottery has affected it. It's like whoever's in the top three, they don't stay in the top three. Like it's always yeah. like the fifth, someone from the fifth slot, sixth slot, seventh slot, eighth slot coming into the top so, three. So it's like anything's possible. So let me but, bring up what the lottery right. is like. Right. So if we're talking pumping about the bro- I'm just pumping the brakes on the hate. No, you're right. You're I know right. for the for the tank kings and queens out there that love tanking and just want to lose every single game. I looked Gosh. up what the percentages were. So like worse than the league is 25 oh, and a half, 25 and a half percent chance of getting first. So 25% chance. Not bad. But if you're the worst team in the league. It, it's a fucking 25% chance of getting Connor Bedard. I'd be a little upset because it's like probably not yeah. going to 75% chance to not get Connor Bedard and we're the worst team sucks. And then second worst in the league was like somewhere around 13 to 14%. And then third was 11 to 12 ish percent. And then after yeah, that, I mean, it was like 6% or less all the way down to like next to zero. Yeah. I mean, dude, anything could like literally happen and Z is muted. So he's not talking, I but I was going to say after that, you have like <laughs> a higher chance of dropping back than you do staying in your spot. 
the last year we were the fourth worst team and we had a higher percentage chance to move back a spot yeah. than to move than to keep stay the at pick, fourth. Yeah. Which is crazy. the math doesn't make any sense. Say that but, word. What was that word you're about to say? Preposterous. Preposterous. Oh, we should have uh, let him try word, to say word it. of the pod. Word of the pod. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say we need to start doing that more often. Wait, <laughs> wait, uh, DG, can you spell it? Preposterous. Yes. Without googling, you know, without yeah. Put the wait. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Hands okay, up. let's have a little mini spelling bee in the middle of this episode. Right, ready? Stop talking. Start spelling. All right. P R O P. Wrong. <laughs> You're such an idiot, dude. Bro. Wait. Wait. Uh, All right. Enough of this. This is horrible. Wrong. <laughs> Put your hands down. We're done. Are you joking? <laughs> We're done. I don't know now what he, I'm laughing now at. He just I don't looks know like how to spell it. Yeah, it's now like now Ricky he Bobby. He just looks like an idiot spelling. <laughs> I don't know what that was happening, bro. Come on. What, what, how do you start it? It's definitely some dumbass. No, English is the dumbest language in the book. P-R-E. I'll give you P-R-E. Do you know the rest? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. P-O-S-T. Uh-huh. E-R-U-S. No, E-R-O-U-S. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think I'm glad we got there, guys. The listeners are slamming their dashboards right now. I mean, English is notoriously the dumbest language out there when it comes to spelling and grammar in general. Andrew from Ardmore is like losing his mind right now. Is that like Rick from Redfield? Yeah, <laughs> Andrew from Ardmore, Pennsylvania. Well, speaking yes, for, like of uh, someone speaking needs of to make a burner. Jesus. Speaking we're, of dumb idiots who can't who can't spell, the Flyers power kill, baby. TK and Alonso TK can't spell. Combining for eleven shorthanded goals this season. Uh, I I think this was DG's note that they're doing oh their best. Uh, if we ever the get... best G and Richards impressions for if we. If we ever get TK on, we have to ask him to spell preposterous. With him and DG, <laughs> him and DG will have a spelling bee. I, oh, no. oh, dude, that's DG's dream. You can't tease him like that. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. actually like that would make me that would make me happy. <laughs> because you both would have that would, that would excite you. Both fucking. Not I heard Lots is the most out the lunch though. Maybe Lots would be more funny. I would love to have Lots on. Dude, if we have Lots on, we're filming a new Car Shield commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, let's just face it. They're both they're both one fry short of. If we if we get lots of TK on, we all show our faces. <laughs> oh, if we get one of those two on the podcast, yeah. my face is going out there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I already power I already kill. linked I already linked to my uh, personal account. So what's up, everybody? Yeah, you're all good. Uh, but let's let's actually talk about the power kill here, and it's obviously Bradshaw's doing, who is our assistant coach. I think he's the defensive coach, and then the penalty kill coach as well. Um. Yeah, lots and TK with 11 shorthanded goals. Uh, it's a lot. And I think last episode, we guessed how many shorthanded goals we had. And I think it was eight. So in two weeks, we got another three shorthanded goals. Oh, that's good. No, lots leads the league, right? Six. They have 11 shorthanded I think points. I think maybe? it's points, not goals. I think they it's have, not goal. They yeah, have like maybe it's points. Three points. goals each. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's a lot of goals. <laughs> Remember when Johnny guessed I, like 10 and we made fun of him for being like, that's a lot. Of yeah, goals. you guys roasted and me. Now, and now it's, and like, now it's, it's definitely not 11. Wrong stat. I think it's points. Okay, so they have 11 points. And so that's TK and Lots are leading the league fault. at one and two. Uh, I think Riley Smith leads the league with four. 
uh, goals. Sorry, I don't know about points though. Yeah, no, I think Lots leads leads literally uh, shorthanded points six. Yeah, so I love having an aggressive penalty kill. Like I fucking hate when they turtle into the box and they just let them move the puck around. The or entire the like through them. Yeah, no, or the my preferred diamond. my preferred strategic penalty kill strategy. You like the diamond? Yes. I mean, the diamond's good if the guy at the top is aggressive enough and doesn't lose his like positioning. But like, I feel that's like that's where you put TK. They're not aggressive. Like previously, the Flyers teams would like be very passive when they should have been aggressive. Like when a guy's in a precarious spot, like they do not like uh, make him pressure him it. at all. They like kind of like back off and try to like break up passes and stuff. When it's like, no, just go get the puck from the dude. Whereas if the Flyers are on the power play, every single time they look to oh flood the God. puck, someone's on top of them, and, yeah. and we, of course, chuck yeah. it up. We we lose, like, it, we'll be on the, the puck will be in the corner on a power play, and they will outnumber us like getting the puck, <laughs> like, out of the corner. It's like, how is this possible? It is it is tremendous how many times that happened. Also, I'm just confirming, Lot's first in the league, uh, shorthanded points, six. Konechny is second in the league in five. shorthanded points with five. So it's nice. six and five. Both one and two, though, in the league. Short eight points. Just confirm. It's fun to watch them, I mean. Also, just the you know the puck's going in for them this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, TK on the PK. <laughs> so, I mean, we're putting up a lot of points, but what is our percentage and where do we stack up with the league? I, I think we we're still 30th in the league. On penalty kill? But so, they're I mean, that's, that's what I saw in the oh, we're, oh, we're scoring goals. points. <laughs> we're scoring points, though. We got points. That's exciting. Scoring goals on the penalty kill doesn't increase your penalty kill percentage, so you got to take that not. into account. <laughs> it does not. It does help Who out. Who cares? Score we score goals. Yeah, I mean, we're sitting about 500 right now. It's, you know, no one ever thought we were going to be here, so happy about it. Penalty kill's doing well. Um. All right. One last topic before we get into around the league. Travis Konechny recently had his 10-game point streak snapped. I think he had somewhere around 20 points, so like two points and ten, two points per game over a course of 10 games. Pretty awesome stat. I think he's the first flyer to do that since Giroux. Uh, and I think Giroux had a, had a couple point streaks around the 10-game range. And then Shane Gossespierre actually, funny enough, had the longest point streak for the Flyers. Ever. Is it ever or is it? No, it was, just, it was as a rookie, I believe. It was a rookie defenseman record for yeah, point rookie streak. defenseman. It was an okay. I believe it was that American record. I think it was a U.S. I don't think no. no I think it was, it was no. U.S. defenseman. It was all time. It was. I remember it being. It was NHL. No, 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 no. no I think no. I think Leach had longer. Or no, not Leach. I think he passed Leach. It was Phil Housley who had the U.S. defenseman record, but I don't think he broke the NHL rookie. Uh, well, then it was a Flyers NHL defenseman. Gotcha. So he had 15. Pretty impressive. 18 like points Cl- in 15 the, games. Those Bobby Clark didn't have like crazy like point streaks. No. So it's not yeah. like a Flyers uh, record. Gotcha. All no, but you know, it's 15, oh, 15 yeah. points and 18. Points. Oh, 18 points in 15 games. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Make year. sure. Yeah. DG's make sure he's uh, he's correct. What are you it. dyslexic over there, buddy? Uh, I'm a little <laughs> bit. I want to um I want to shout out my boy Roderick Gallatin. You know, I know he's listening. <laughs> he j- chirped DG about this. Might need a great. new pair of pants, and did, I yeah. love him. And yeah, if anyone support. hears that, if anyone hears that noise in the background, it's DG cranking it to this statistic. <laughs> DG's point streak. <laughs> Thank you for. Meanwhile, laughing. later you might hear something and else Rod, in the background. Rod is just giving it to you, and I love it. 
<laughs> yeah, I think he, yeah, that guy, Suck DM'd it, me. DG. I think I remember him messaging like the pod and stuff way back saying that he was a big fan. So it's nice when we're able to shout no, these guys it, out. It and, was, and he did, it was recent he, too. Yeah, 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 no, this one was recent. He he chirped yeah, yeah. me, but I don't think he meant it to be a chirp because then he tried to apologize. And I was like, dude, I don't care. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, it's good funny. Guy, good, no, guy, Rod, no, good Rod, guy, Rod. Rod, keep chirping him. Keep I'm chirping happy him. for TK. Chirp like, him. it's all good. Oh, I'm sure you are. <laughs> I can't I mean, wait to, right. to, get, to We're see 19th, the DM. 19th on the PK now. Which is pretty, oh, that's not bad. Uh, what's the percentage? Because ranking doesn't matter to me. 76. All right, you want to be above eighty, so that's eh to me. Maybe it's our power. Oh, I'm it's sorry our power, that our, 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 our NHL power play is not. It's up our to your power standards. play that's drunk. It's right? our flipped, power play. I flipped it. 14. Our power play is thirty. It's at fi- uh sixteen point two percent. You know what's funny? Back in the day, that wouldn't even be that Jesus. bad. Yeah, but it's now not. everyone's above like twenty three. It's crazy. Dude, really good. Teams guess what? Are guess like what? Edmonton's power play percentage is number one in the league. Thirty. 31.3. That is yeah, un- that's how they score their goals. That's, that's, why they don't... that's almost like one in three. Like every one in three power plays they score. Must that's be why. nice. That's preposterous. But uh, I guess speaking of the Oilers, let's wrap up the Flyers talk and let's get into around the league. Around we'll start... the league. Good stuff, Johnny. Z. <laughs> clip that up. <laughs> I don't need to. It's right where it needs to be. It's right where it needs to be. All right. Uh, so to start, we're going to talk about the Oilers and uh, Connor McDavid, who currently basically has two points per game halfway through the NHL season. He's sitting at 83 points and 45. Why did you games. say NHL season? We know what season it is. It's okay. Let him let him let him do it. Johnny let just tries cook. to let find cook. things. Not an idiot, dude. It's just like it's just an NHL season. You're just like that guy in the SAT that idiot. just puts in the extra word. In the season. We know what season it is. Continue. Right, I, I'm done. The Connor McDavid is basically two points per game halfway through the season. 83 well, points. If he didn't score a single point the rest of the year, he'd still be a point per game player. Okay, he's, cool he's on pace for like 150. Dude, Way to fast. close he's... up shop there, DG. Good finish. Good wrap. He's the fastest kid a lot. He's so good. He's so good. He's so good. So goddamn good. And DG, you were saying like you don't think of him as uh, last episode. I saying you were saying you don't think of him as a goal scorer. He has thirty-seven goals this year. I know <laughs> because it's just in, it's just so in, casual. In he forty-five does, like, games, yeah, it's, it's like, not like there's no flair to it. Like Obi ripping one-timers from you like, don't see the Tage Thompson fucking clips yeah. out there. I mean, you do He's the stupid. one where he spun yeah. around backhand top right the other night. I mean, Tage has yeah. so many good, so many cool goals. Ugh. I mean, but, but dude, I yeah, mean, McDavid, McDavid I mean, does like, too. He's like gone one on five, one on four, and just like. <laughs> but the thing is, like, we're just used to it by now. But that should not like exactly. diminish the greatness. It's crazy. Exactly. I know. I see a McDavid he does clip it and every I watch night. It. Yeah, I watch a McDavid so clip, cool. and I'm just like, this is what he, this is what he does, and it's you're right. Dude, you're, you guys are right. It's to... not impressive anymore, but it should be because it's so much better than anyone we've ever seen. Dude, we play Edmonton at home on like a Thursday, the first week of February. We should go because I want to see that kid live. Yeah, we should get glass seats. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, just kidding. Can, uh, yeah, can you uh, get Speaking, those for us and then we'll uh, go? Do, do, do you know someone there, Drunk Gritty? Speaking uh, of a live game, a merch wear maybe? Speaking of a live game, I'm gonna hit up uh, our boy Danforth. Maybe he'll be back. Dan, oh, April when yeah. they come back, friend of the pod. Go to Buffalo Billiards. 
Friend of the pie. We'll go to Buff Bills. I'll go to Buffalo Billiards. Steaks. Let's do it. Where's There's your... a good cheesesteak place right by there. I forget what it's called. We gotta go to Buff- Angelo's. Buff Bills. It's right up. Yeah, it's right on Market Street in Sunny's. Old City. Sunny's is really maybe, good. Maybe, maybe. Well, it's there's like a Sunny's. small little hole in the wall. There's Sunny's and another one right next to it. I can't remember That's the character. name. But I like Sunny's better. Yeah, we'll go to Buffalo. We'll probably run into Beezer there and Hayes, their favorite spot. <laughs> I saw them all there the one night. And Wade, yeah. I saw Wade Allison there too. Yep. <laughs> Dude, anyway. but why aren't are the Oilers only in a wildcard spot? Like they're in the second wildcard spot right now. They got McDavid, 83 points in 45 games. Well, Dry Seidel, 68 points in 43 games. Nugent Hopkins, 53 and 45. And Hyman, 47 and 44. So they got like four guys over a point per game. One thing. In defense? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have Kane, who only played 14 games. Yeah. He is the fourth highest scoring forward on the team. Yeah. Or fifth. Fifth. After. Wait. The guys that we can help you. We can help yeah, you out at McDavid. Dry Numbers Sardo. are hard. Can Hyman. I interest you in a James and Van Nugent Hopkins. And Nugent Hopkins and King. Yeah. yeah. So he's fifth. Yeah, four, he's he's going to be back play. soon, possibly. He's going to be back soon, but they have no depth, is my point. They okay. have no third line. They have yeah, no yeah, third line Mimoto's. whatsoever. They have Who, no McDavid depth. McDavid probably has the best cardio well. in the league. They have zero Hope. depth. They also have zero defense. And Holy the guy Harvey. who they thought would be the answer and goal in Jack Campbell has been atrocious. Who I honestly thought before the season start that Jack Campbell was a great pickup for them. I thought it was awesome for them. I thought it was better than the Matt Murray pickup that for Ottawa. Honestly, I I never liked Jack Jack. Campbell. It was going to be better than. I never uh, liked Jack Campbell. In my head, head, Jack Campbell's always a backup, right? He was the backup for Quickie in in LA. I'm with you. He's like a four. He's like a former, like either 11th or 14th overall pick. Like he was like, I remember, I remember seeing him in world juniors and being like, this guy's going to be like a, such a stud. But I'm with you. I think he was always a backup and I didn't really like that pickup for him to be the starter, but I don't know. But like you you couldn't roll the dice again with fucking Mike Smith, which (laughs) you're right. Yeah. You're (laughs) right. Goals a game. Yeah. Skinner's been playing well. He's young, young guy, 24. But it, it really is the defense as a whole. I guess you could say depth is an defense. issue, but like they went to the Western Conference Finals last year without depth. If they make their defense stronger and they get an above average goalie, Flyers I think, I mean, that's, that's I think like, you'll see I mean, a lot different results. Flyers, Flyers to remember, yeah, but that, overall, I mean, that's overall, I mean, that seemed, I mean, you got who you would got, we get though? Like, there's no one they would trade for us to us for pro overall. Yamamoto we don't the want pick. the. I mean, their first is wouldn't be good. Like they don't. I don't, I don't want. Know Coots they really want. Coots wants I don't Yamamoto want so I don't, bad. I don't. I don't want him, but I think that would be the realistic. I don't want Yamamoto. Pro, we get a prospect, like a defensive prospect, who's like a B prospect, Yamamoto, and then like a second round pick. I. That's what I think would be the for trade. Provi. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm pessimistic on the return for Provi, but if that's the return, that's pretty. That's pretty well. Bad. I don't know. That's that's just what I'm feeling. I could be wrong. I mean, good for you for hindering Proby, expectations. Proby getting shipped to Edmonton must fucking suck. <laughs> Just living. He's in used that to cold city. winters. It's fine. That's true. But like well, looking at looking at their uh, back end, it's like Evan Bouchard, who's been good. Like he's young. Uh, Darnell Nurse, Tyson Berry, uh, what Brett Kulak and uh, Cody Cece. Like that. No, no one on that back end scares me. No. You're right. They had Clef Bomb, but it hasn't been injured forever. Yeah. 
I think he's still injured. Yeah, I mean, or, and that's a good defense one that they're team. missing. He might <laughs> not be. I think they got a bunch of top. Did you say? Wait, did you say Nurse? Did you say Darnell Nurse? I mean, he's like scary physically, but not as a, like a you know number one defenseman. Scary. Tyson Berry is solid. I mean, he is their number like, one defenseman. But that's like, what I'm cool. saying. I'm saying it, it does. It's not like you're going against Nick Lidstrom, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree with you, Z. I think they have a lot of top – I think they have a good amount of top four defensemen, but they got no top two level defensemen. I think Darnell, like, at his – he's like Provorov to a point like where Provorov you got to put a big name next to him. Yeah, he's a – he's a two. Or three, a really good three. And they're paying him nine what? Nine Million. point nine or nine? That was one of the most insane deals. Yeah, I've yeah seen. That, that they're paying them a lot. <laughs> it's he because other guys car, like the car and, and fucking Seth Jones, oh. Seth Jones were getting Ooh. paid. So did yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I'm open to trades with the Edmonton Oilers if they see fit. But uh, I mean, I'm but, with Johnny. Like, I don't want and I like looking at the roster. I don't want anything, anyone from this roster. I mean, if it happens, I, it happens, but... I mean, there's definitely guys we want. They're just not I, available. I, yeah, obviously, DJ. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> you're, you're such just idiot. making a point. Uh, so what? So before we move on to the next topic, what do you guys think happens to this Oilers team if they aren't able to make the playoffs or if they literally just get bounced early? Like, well, I, honestly, I, that's, I, a really good, that's a really good question. Um, it is a good question. I... Dude, I think Dreisaitl goes. I think they hold on to McDavid. But I think Whoa! Hot take. I mean, if you gotta, if <laughs> what you are their other options, dude? What are their other options if they get bounced again? I think the city burns down. They don't have they don't yeah. have space to like do anything. It's similar. Else. It's similar to the Maple Leafs if they get bounced in the first round again. Like Nylander's probably Nylander or Marner. No one's gonna want Tavares. Really, Dude, for what they want, but also, they're like, not, and they're not going to give up Matthews yeah. and Matthews. But also, today's NHL, like the no trade list, like a lot of people don't want to go to Edmonton, they have them on their no trade, yeah. But get someone who doesn't have a no trade. I, I think is, they, is that possible? <laughs> I think they would try to, they're young math. enough, they probably don't have one for a good say in Yeah, Dave Scott fashion, the Oilers would do an aggressive retool. But I don't think Drysaddle or McDavid's going. I think they'd probably lean to trade someone like Nuge, try to get as much as they can out that of That can only just get you so, so Honestly, much. Honestly, yeah. Nuge is will perfect... get you what you need. Dude, Nuge is probably like the perfect guy that you need on a roster like that, though. Like a good supporting cast. Yeah. I don't know if he makes it. Unless I'm like completely under like selling. He's the, too like, sick. In my mind. No, I, I know. Totally... Like, what is he? Is he at six or is he at eight? They just resigned like it before the ones. season, I believe. I know, and I'm blanking on what the, I thought it was a either really good deal or I'm like, oof. Yeah, it looks like Z's cause... typing away, so stack guys, Z will um, be at our servers here shortly. News just one of the most underrated players in the league. I, yeah. I think, I yeah. think if anybody, they they dangle him out there and they get maybe like two yeah. or three. Dude, pieces that's what I just said. For no, we're no, I'm, same, I'm with you. the same wavelength no. here, buddy. No, I think I'm with you too on that. I because I'm not trading my best two players. I I gotta trust get, them for a couple more years before I break that up. You I could get know. one good player and two like okay players for Nugent Hopkins that might fill a void somewhere where you need it. Um, yeah, you might have to cut. You might have to get a, less talented players, but you could make the team deeper by trading him and acquiring. Multiple players, and then, it, then you end up keeping Dry who is your what the I don't know top five player in the league. 
if Dry Sidle makes David can't win a Stanley Cup together, that's what I'm saying. Like then, wild. Gotta, they can only do so much <laughs> together. Like you're gonna have to figure some shit out. Uh, Nuge last year signed an eight year, five point one two five million dollars. What a contract. contract! That's a con- that's, that's a such a contract. great contract. Great. That's why you can trade him because you get a fuck ton for that. So he's they would get a twenty nine. He signed. They would get a king ra- king's ransom. I mean, for him. DG, there's like two ways of thinking on that. He's like, yeah, like that's a perfect tr- contract to trade, or it's like to the, literally the perfect contract you need. Like, yeah. I don't think you trade that because literally that's like the kind of contract that you need. Like, it's still a high producer that can literally that's not making that much. It's like our version of TK. I know that yeah, makes we- you hard, but you know. Can we just so, talk about all the top five picks that the Oilers have had in the oh past my God, 10, 12 years? I think Yakupov Yakupov. fucked them. Big Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall, they fucked up. Ta- the Taylor Hall for Adam Larson, one for one trade was one of the that was the What was that trade? I remember, I think Biz of, talking about it, saying like he remembers seeing it and he would he saw like Hall for Larson and he was like, damn, Oliver Eckman Larson. Like, got <laughs> <laughs> it was like no, Taylor Hall's coming Larson. to the Coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah and i'm yeah. sure everyone was waiting to see like and where are the picks and who else is I mean, going and, like, and he's a good defenseman too like he's a good defenseman too but, but taylor not, hall won like, the heart like, like what yeah, like, like, and then what they that? had been searching for a winger to keep up with mcdavid after that trade it's just like yeah you had they, should have, they should have got a winger yeah, too like, i personally dude, think I, taylor Ed, hall is overrated but uh, yeah but you put him with connor mcdavid yeah, fast I mean, enough and skilled very enough. much not overrated Dude, anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, him on the Bruins is pretty good too. Yeah, he's you got pretty that, good. You got that like Dude, uh, <laughs> scoring option now. It's him. because there's so pretty many good. good players on that. I'm just saying he's overrated. Like people have thought of him as an elite top player for a long time. He was. I just don't think he is. He was for a couple. He, of was, years. he won an MVP. Just, yeah, Drew. He didn't won deserve that, that MVP. No, dude, it's funny because what you said, Z, it was like, yeah, dude, when the the Hall and Larson trade went down, Edmonton fans were literally like searching for draft picks. And it was like us, like on the Claude Giroux trade last year, like, all right, what else? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are we getting? Nope. Sorry. Nothing. All right, boys, a couple more topics here and around the league. Uh, We're going to talk about Dave Haxtell and how he is a potential Jack Adams candidate. Halfway through the season. Oh, dude, I mean, not even going to entertain this one. Seattle's playing well. Like, there's that's all you can really say. They've been hot. Does a Jack Jack Adams winner get like is like to the eighth seed to the playoffs? Is that worth it? I'm not saying he fucking deserves it. I'm just saying. (laughs) I think Jim Montgomery is going to get run away with it. Is this a real? Is this a real thing? Or are we just making this up? I think he's definitely in a conversation. For taking oh, a team that was just created from, from horrible top five pick to, to playoffs to in a year, fringe playoff team, pretty good. Sure. They're For they're second that, in they're second in the Pacific. Yeah, they're I a mean, team of misfits that nobody wanted. It's kind of like the Vegas thing. Can't steal the, the Golden Knights thing. I know. I, yeah. I thought about that as well. I, I um, think the Knights had a better team, but like I mean, you got everyone. Misfire. You have a team full of guys like. There are like more than ten guys with twenty points on their team. They just have a solid. Like, Matty Beniers has been playing really well. That's uh, dude. He's so filthy. Yeah, and they have a million so, draft picks in the so pipeline. Good. Yeah, they have so many draft picks, and uh, 
Dude, they you just, imagine they, they if, shut uh, out the Bruins the other night? Like at home, they were gave the Bruins their first regulation loss at home. I think the the Bruins had a twenty two game win streak at home. Martin Jones is their starter, or, or I mean, lost the streak. Bruins they were like have 19, lost zero and two. Five the Bruins games. have lost four games in regulation Five. halfway yeah. through the season. It's fucking insane. Wait, speaking wait, we... speaking of the speaking of like the draft pick situation with Seattle, could you imagine if they were actually smart during the the expansion draft and took like the high priced players and flipped them for so many like more Tarasenko? Picks? The yeah, and there's still check rumor haunts me to this day. Yeah, and they're still and they're literally still like in this position now. I mean, like good for Ron Francis. They're like about to be a French playoff team, but like, could you imagine how much better your future would be if you had that many more draft picks? That, but yeah, what were we gonna say, Coots? Coots can say something. I, I was saying, and fucking Martin Jones is their starting goalie. <laughs> Shoot, that plane's <laughs> okay. Went pretty good, man. No, they, they, got, they, a good solid team, top they got a bottom. good tandem. Who's the uh, Grubauer's the other goalie? Yeah, I think I think so. Um, yeah. My thing with Seattle is I think they started really well, and then they've hit a lull, and now they've started to come back up again. And obviously, I mean, throughout they had, an NHL seasons, it's you know your ups and downs, and ha- we've seen it with the Flyers ourselves. Uh, yeah. But Seattle has looked good, and a betting man like myself has they, noticed how yeah. well they've been playing. They're, they're, I've lost a lot of money because I've bet against them. <laughs> I bet I've did been winning see, a lot. But now uh, I'm yeah, now I'm flip-flopping. The Chicago game the other night, they they had six goals on seven shots yeah. to start the game. Some, <laughs> some shell type wild. shit there. The only problem is like they don't have a star, and that's gonna hurt them in the long run. I think Baneers can be a star. Be, yeah. He's going to be, but right now, I mean they're top what about Shane Wright. You think he can get there? Burkowski, he I got believe. fucking traded to another OHL team or some shit. I'm not I am I not. Saw that. Uh, OHL trades are wild, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not writing off Shane Wright, dude. That guy he no, could be a player, either, man. But he's only 21. I mean, we all 21. know writing how Axel treats him. Writing him off. It's, he's in his first year after being drafted. Well, you mean, I mean, you, you look on you look on Twitter. I mean, people are like being like, "Oh, it's bust, bust." Yeah, I know cares, they're trolls, dude. He's 20. Well, I, I agree. I'm just saying. That's, I'm just. I know. I'm just, he's yeah, getting I'm the with treatment. Twitter's a crazy place where like there's a clear right answer then there'll be a thousand idiots that just think the opposite for god yeah. knows what reason and then there's all the <laughs> trolls in between that like convince yeah. the idiots that they're right yeah exactly you gotta Seattle's, watch it on seattle's mascot is a troll yeah <laughs> arguably kraken. uglier than gritty he is he is actually anyway the, the kraken were on an eight game winning streak they lost to the lightning tonight 4-1 but i mean I assume that uh, Edmonton is going to fight for that spot in the Pacific, right there in the Seattle's in the Pacific, right? Not the Central. Yeah. Um, we got to see how they play, I guess, heading down the road. But, I mean, they've been they've been a what, shocker this year for sure. Yeah. Let's see what they do at the trade deadline. I know that's coming up. And if them and Edmonton are both fighting for playoff spots in their division, it's going to be fun to watch. For sure, but uh, Ed- Edmonton is just too good up front, man. They can't, they can't miss the playoffs, right? <laughs> I don't think they're gonna miss. I don't think they're yeah. gonna make the. They're gonna make it to the cup unless they do something drastic at a yeah, yeah trade deadline. I don't yeah. think they're deep enough to win the cup, in my opinion. But anyway, we can move on. Yep. So uh, last topic here, and correct me if I'm wrong, because for some reason I'm spacing out here. Uh, we're going to talk about the Vancouver Canucks and how they are essentially imploding 
Uh, I believe their general manager said they are going to be retooling, not rebuilding. It's a little PTSD for Flyers fans, but since we've talked about Seattle and Edmonton, is is Vancouver in that division too, or are they in the other? They're in the Pacific. We're staying in the Northeast for this combo. Yeah, they're all in the same division, right? I think they are. I think they are all in the uh, Pacific. Which is cool. Uh, so what are, you, what are your guys' thoughts here? A little PTSD that the, the Canucks are retooling, not rebuilding? I mean, dude, it's kind of crazy because I've always said in the past, like, five, like five-ish years, like, we are, like, like the Canucks are the Western version of us. But, like, with better young, with, like, I guess a couple more exciting young talent, but that young talent really hasn't done much for them. Kind of like us. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like us. Look at me go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, what I, I mean, I wish we had... Elias Patterson. But that's what I'm Besser, saying. Patterson, Horvat. We, we could buy low on. Patterson? I don't think they're moving that guy, even if it was for a billion dollars. Oh, he's doing actually. He's having a great. He's having a great year this year. Horvat. I mean, they even said they weren't sure about his future. I think Horvat, Horvat and Besser, Besser are both gone. Yeah. So yeah, if but we've. Said, I feel like we've said that a lot. Something. I feel like we've said that the past like two to three years. We had. Yeah, they're not just trading. I don't. Out of those two, obviously you're gonna want Horvat. Um, bring TK's cousin home. Uh, Trade how, many, <laughs> how many? How 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 old is Horvat? And what's what's he making? I think he's days? 29. I don't know he's if I want to do that shit. Besser's 20s. younger, right? But it's I an guess. interesting team. Besser's drafted the same year as TK, I believe. But it was 27. Oh, 27. It, That's not bad at all. Besser's it, only it, 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, he was drafted the same year as TK. I think same draft hey, class. John, Johnny, Johnny, I think you're right. Like it's always been them and the Flames for me that were like the Flyers of the West. And I think, I think this team, they're offensive heavy. Like you got Quinn Hughes on D, who's more of a offensive guy. They they don't really have like that solid defensive core, and they don't really have the best goaltending. Don't they have they, they, between OEL. Yeah, with they them? Made that horrible trade for OEL. That like made no they have our, yeah Oliver Ekman Larson Tyler Myers still guy. on the team or in the roster. Their uh, defense they signed Tyler Myers to a crazy forget, deal. Forget they, their, their defense is Myers, Bear, Shen, Larson, and Quinn Hughes. I mean that's oh, not they really scooped up Ethan Bear. Yeah, they yeah, like got Carolina. Carolina too. But that yeah, but they they're all like offensive him. style defensemen. Like besides. Shen, like, yeah, it's not gonna win. Honestly, who the who who teams like Edmonton and Vancouver been drafting recently? Anyone notable? At Vancouver had that uh they had a Russian pick, Podzlokin or something like that. Oh, Pods, yeah, that's right. I mean, he was had, like, like a number uh, nine or eight or something a couple years ago. No, that's right. Um, yeah, because I remember he was. I think that was a good pick. Actually. He scored like two good. or three go- two goals against the Flyers at the home opener. That oh, Hoglander, Niels Hoglander. They have. Yeah, is there a Vancouver? guy like Kuch Kuchmekov or something? Yeah, like Kuzmenkov. Did you maybe you shouldn't be the one trying to pronounce names? <laughs> I'm just but, trying to jog your guys' memories here, and it clearly works. I mean, Demko's on in, on IR. Their goalies are Mar- are uh, Spencer Martin and Colin D'Elia, which like not <laughs> household name. Any relation to Chris D'Elia? No. <laughs> and uh, yeah, dude. Be- I mean, Besser was he- he's on his last year of a 5.5 million dollar. JT Miller not having a great year either. He's right? going to make a lot of money, and I don't I don't know if what the Flyers should commit to a. JT Miller's JT Miller just signed a huge ticket and he's not having a good year. Yeah, I don't think. 
I don't know, the man. They, they they just don't have depth. Oh, yeah, his extension's eight mil. Whew. A lot of chatter Coots, for Coots, Coots, Coots is on a depth run. A lot of chatter or lack, for or lack thereof. No depth. Just just skill and not much after that, in my opinion. You need a little more grit. I mean, dude, that this Boston team. I mean, they got they got guys that can mix it up too. I mean, they got Fogel, they got Greer. They got these. They got. They got Frederick. tough guys. Man, Grizzlick is pretty tough. Frederick. Frederick, yeah. And then they have stars. You know what I mean? Obviously, dude, you know who I, the stars honestly, are. Honestly, dude, bringing Krejci back this team. year has helped them immensely. Who would have thought? You know, he played two years in that Czech league where Yager's lighting it up at 58 years old, you know? <laughs> and he's coming back and has like a point per game almost in the NHL, like at 37. So, I don't know. That team was mystifying to me but they have a good built team i think the key to the nhl is building that team where every it's equal everywhere and then you have the perfect blend of like top talent stars like maybe one or two yeah it's pretty easy i mean it sounds easy enough to create a team but uh some teams have harder times than others i mean you just I gotta lay the, the foundation it's wasn't pasternak like a 24th pick too like they found him yep in that the was rough. the san sandheim so, year yeah, yeah it was the sandheim year i was that was the draft in philly yeah yep i think d'angelo was drafted that year too great couple Potential. picks after sandheim, <laughs> <Yeah. Sweet>. sandheim. <laughs> nice. Poten- potentially potentially <laughs> yeah i mean what can you say about vancouver they uh are terrible um they definitely <laughs> they're worse than the flyers they have, they have 39 points this year uh they should finish the below us in the standings 100 <laughs> i mean they're a little like, more suited that, that they have had high draft picks and i guess they do have some some names that they're more suited for a retool versus a rebuild like i can't go and rebuild again like what the fuck were they doing the past few years yeah, we don't have an Elias Patterson on our team, but yeah. our defense is in a lot better position than them. In my opinion. Yeah, our defense is built better, and our goaltending. I mean, Demko is pretty good, but uh, no, Demko I'd say is top top ten, probably shoving top ten. It was crazy. They he's had really, he's really and good. Demko Carter's better time. though, and so is Sam Urson. So Urson, you know, yeah. I I mean, call me crazy goals today. Call me crazy, but I think our core like is good to build off of. I, I just am worried about our pipeline. I will call you crazy because I think that's that's I disagree, but well, I completely agree with Coots. I think you shed the fat this year, next year. You shed sign. the money. Well, that's the fat. That's the fat. Okay. Yeah. That's JV. I glad love JVR. Glad we clarified. I've loved everything JVR has done for this team. This year, he's fat as awesome. shit. He's fat awesome, shit. but we're gonna have to trade him. Uh love uh, the guy, he's a great person. Hayes probably not a part of this team's future, but the way the way he's utilized and what he produces, I don't care about keeping him. I don't think you can trade him. I mean, those guys, those two guys, that's 14 mil off the books. 14 exactly. And, and then you let the young guys come in and then you make a signing once you think this team's ready to make that jump. Don't yeah, I mean, make to be honest, I think, well, yeah, I mean, Farabee's locked up. Uh, well, you just got to worry about Carter Hart, I think. That's the only one. Yeah, agreed. But all right. All right. Let's, uh, Enough the around the here. league. Let's get into post game. We, gotta uh, kick it to the we are recording on MLK Day, and apparently Johnny had a dream, so he's going to kick this one off here. I did also have a dream. I'll, I'll keep it pretty brief. So I was dreaming last night, <laughs> and or like two nights ago. It was a two-night-ago dream, uh, two, two, two nights prior. Uh, anyways, yeah, so I was dreaming it up, and it was uh... – <laughs> 
uh, a pre-MLK yeah, so, Day dream. Yep. No, and in preparation. Yeah. So the Flyers get the third or uh, finished with the third worst record in the NHL. Uh-huh. Okay. Really good. Really good. Right. Draft lottery comes around. Ball back to tenth. <laughs> well, the thing, the thing there is uh, that's not hold. Possible. Please hold. Please hold. Please hold. Please hold. It gets better. For some reason, a very coveted Swede starts falling. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Bam! Leo Carlson, tenth overall pick, Philadelphia Leo Flyers. Carlson. All right, Ooh, let's wow. put things into perspective here and and let the fans know that there is a difference between dreams and reality. Wait, um, what? You think you they don't know that? <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know who's listening. Um, <laughs> this point. You obvi- we're obviously, I mean, we could finish third to last. Who knows? You know, there's a whole fucking half a season to go. Uh, but I don't think it's possible to move from third to 10th. I don't think that's possible. I think the Shut worst up. you can do is move Shut back up. one pick. It's literally my dream. I'm sorry. Were you in control of my dreams? So if we were third, the Was worst your that dream? could happen is we move back Was this to your fourth. dream? He might be. It's a dream, DG. Well, what if I was the one that put you into Let that dream and the then I was the one that dream. made you have that dream? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I incepted you. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to let Coots be the only one that dreams from now. Why you got to bring John down always? <laughs> I haven't had a hockey dream in a while. He, but he's sitting so on nice pedestal. to DG. Wasn't so, Coots' so, last oh, dream? Oh, you're so nice to DG. <laughs> wasn't uh, wasn't his last dream about draft position as well? Seventh yeah, I think he had like pick. seven. He thought somebody seven. was going to drop to us, and Logan Cooley almost dropped to us. Uh, so Shane, Wright Shane Wright almost dropped to us. Shane Wright almost dropped to us. I honestly think I'd rather have Cutter. I love Cutter. So he's uh, it's DG's favorite NHL player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'm always right. So when he ends up being a stud, sure, sure, we'll let you guys know. But uh, all right, Johnny, quite the dream. Before we kick it to our interview with former Boston Bruin, John Roloff, do you guys have anything else to say? Beautiful pronunciation. Yeah, no, good pronunciation. That. Solid. Gootsy, no, anything else before we sign off to the interview? No, uh, you guys are going to love it. I got That's some good stories from bit. the 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh if we want to intro i don't know how to, i'm only thinking of one thing that happened and you guys will know when it happens that this is what i was thinking <laughs> no intro him as a player is what i'm saying <laughs> i was just trying to do some foreshadowing uh for, you definitely for like interview. a stream here yeah oh man johnny um but yeah he too was too much water it was awesome to talk to he played for the boston bruins in the uh early to mid 90s so it, some cool stories there. Some guys he played with, played with Adam Oates, uh, Ray Bork, uh, Neely, Rick Tockett, Cam Neely, Sean Podine. He had some, uh, yeah, Sean Podine. One hundred and fifty games in an NHL. I mean, played in World Cup Flyer Championship. Yeah, good stories Hard about playing against the Legion of Doom. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, we got some insight and, about and, that. And in the spectrum, so a lot of fun NHL stories too. So hope you guys okay. like it. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, kick it over. Hey, how's it going, John? Good. How are you doing? Good. How's it Good. going? Good. How are you guys? Great. I wasn't great. sure if we're doing this with video or if we're 
Yeah. Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, there we go. You got yeah, me we're... in my garage, so if the lighting <laughs> sucks, just let me know and I'll try to. We don't post. It. We don't post the video, so we're good. We just do the <laughs> yeah. audio. Strictly video, yeah. so we can see our facial expressions as we're talking to each other. But <laughs> yeah. for the purposes of the podcast, it's just audio. All right. Cool. Can you see anything, or is that? Oh, you, like I said, you got me in my good. garage. It's the only place I can get some peace and quiet. So. <laughs> no, <problem. laughs> that's good. Hey, honestly, really appreciate you coming on here. Like this yep. is this is awesome. We've Absolutely. we've had a few we've had a few current NHLers come on, and you'll be our first uh, former NHLer. Oh, so cool! It'll be cool to get some '90s stories on here, right? Yeah, I was just thinking what I'd say, and I first <laughs> off, I, I think I have PTSD from playing in Philly. I was like, <laughs> there the, we go. That's a good start. Man, and it was like the Legion of Doom every time. Like they just they'd see me come on the ice and they'd put Lindros and uh Leclerc <laughs> and Renberg out every freaking time. Oh. Man, Sounds I like can't. targeting to me. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much was. I wish I could have complained about it, but yeah, so I guess right off the bat, uh, since you were talking about the Legion of Doom and stuff, one of the things I wanted to know is, because uh, you kind of played right around the same time as Lindros, what was it like playing against a guy like that? Because as far as we know, like he's one of the greatest flyers and one of the greatest NHLers ever. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he definitely, I mean, it was just a different, I mean, it was just a different experience playing against a guy like that. That's like I said, I played against him a lot, especially in Philly, because you could match up lines. But when you get dumped in your corner and you'd have to turn around as a D and go go back for the puck and have like you know, he's like behind you. Um, it wasn't the funnest thing, but I mean, obviously the guy could do everything else too. I mean, he was big, he could um score i mean he could he liked to hit he was physical he didn't shy away from anything i mean it was just those guys were just it was a tough line to play against and i just remember being on the ice and just being exhausted like sometimes and just like okay just score so i can get off the ice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of like you, in all right go for it z i was like would you guys like have a game plan for them um what could you for, do you know, for us, I mean, it's just trying to keep them away from the net. But I mean, it's, yeah. you're right. I mean, what could you do? I mean, it's, those guys were, you know, just, you know, size and strength and like skill. It was just the unique combination. And uh, you, you just, you didn't see that against many other teams. I mean, you know, I, th I think about uh, Pittsburgh and you had Lemieux and Yager and whoever they were with, you know, Stevens or whoever it might have been. But, um, that's probably the only comparison I can make just with the size and strength and skill. I can understand the PTSD now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember who your, who your D partner was for, for most of those games against the Flyers? Um, so it just switched around. I mean, it was David Schaffer. He and I were partners for quite a bit. Um, John Gruden, another year, he and I started about the same time. And so we were buddies. Um, it kind of switched a lot but uh for the most part just guys like that you know just um you know we were never in the top four if you had a good run you maybe they'd move you up and you'd, you'd get some more ice time but um yeah that's that's kind of how it went i mean at home it was a little better because you'd have bork and sweeney were out there and that's who they that's who that's who we'd try to match up against those guys and they were a little more success, successful but 
kind of like I want... and... oh, go for it kids oh no you can go no no keep going. i was just gonna ask kind of similarly like in the same vein as like a guy like lindros like kind of who's who do you remember giving you the most ptsd ever like in the nhl um so Nikki. it was lindros and lemieux was he was the worst i mean i just <laughs> uh i got you know and being a younger guy at the time and just kind of you know being fans of most of these players like growing up and you know being on the ice against mario i just like holy shit just like wow that's mario and oh there he goes and he <laughs> score a goal i mean i i i don't know what my plus minus was against him and in, in that line but it, it wasn't good i wish i could go back and just kind of calculate what it was but um but yeah, those those two lines, uh, those were those were tough to play against. And PTSD, you know, I wasn't a great fighter. I mean, I, I played tough. I mean, I I, I played physical, but um, Brad May was a guy. You know, I hit LaFontaine one time, and we had. <laughs> I think I saw that fight. <laughs> we looked at each other, and um, you know. You knew you weren't getting out fucking, of that one. Fucking YouTube. I'm I'm so tired of that fucking video getting brought up to my attention. But uh, yeah, I didn't want to he bring just it up. started. He just started feeding me. It was like right hands, and I thought I grabbed the right hand, and then the left hands came, and I said, "Okay, I gotta get this guy down on the ice." And I just grabbed him and <laughs> went down. And I said, "That's well, awesome." You, you kicked my ass. And we kind of laughed. And the next time we played, it was in the odd in Buffalo, and I kind of. When you when you got done taking warm ups in the odd, you had to kind of skate through Buffalo's end to get off the ice, and I kind of looked over at him, and we kind of both laughed at the same time. <laughs> Getting chirped from the fans on the way out. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> I I want to hop back to you at Minnesota Duluth, um, and I I want to know like back then were there many like college guys in the league, or was it still kind of a new thing? Like, did was- you have NHL? it was pretty new i you know i you know guys were i mean obviously you go back i think of the guys that played at minnesota duluth and played in the nhl um hall and mckiver and you know former flyer sean podine and he he was maybe a year older than me but i think when i was there like that's kind of when the college when the college player kind of started to gain a little momentum in the nhl where um you know, you look forward to your senior year and teams are looking to sign you and, and get you to either the farm farm club or maybe black aces in the spring and get the experience. And uh, that's, uh, that's I, I really think that like when I was there, it was a little bit of a, the, the change was, was out there where college players were really starting to gain some traction. Yeah, how did you like? When did you start talking to NHL teams? Um, so I, I got drafted uh, my senior in high school. I was eighteen year old, eighteen years old, and I just I had no clue. I had, I was on my way home from a fishing trip with some buddies, and we looked at you know a newspaper is kind of the thing of the thing of the past. But we were looking at the draft, and oh, I got drafted in the. You know, back then there was 12 rounds. I was in the ninth round. <laughs> my, my, buddy, my buddy got drafted the 12th round. <laughs> they were like, oh, that's cool. And so we never really thought much of it. But as I yeah. progressed through my college career and, I, you know, I was doing pretty well. And the Bruins, act, the scouts would, you know, started talking to me a little bit. And 
um, I, I kind of knew at that time that, you know, I probably had a good chance to, you know, sign a contract and at least play in the minors. So, yeah. Did you play against Korea that year? Cause I know he lit it up in, um, in college when you were there. I don't think we ever played against him, but I remember uh, my last year of college, I played with Derek Plant and, uh, <clears throat> Paul Korea, I mean, he was a senior. I mean, they were both in their last year of college. And I think Paul had, you know, 92 points or something like that. Derek was not too far behind him. So we we're kind of watching the high, not the Heisman, but the. Uh, um, Kobe Baker. Kobe Baker. There you go. Thanks. Um, we were <laughs> watching the Kobe Baker race. And of course, I wanted Derek to win. But, you know, Paul, you know, he's just clear winners. But uh, it's a freak. Uh, yeah. You that know, main really, team. I mean, yeah. It's just, yeah, I mean, they uh, they had a pretty good team that year, but I, I think that year, Lake, Lake Superior State might have won the national championship that year. Small school. Yeah. How did you decide on Duluth? I know you're from the area, right? Uh, yeah, I live about, uh, and I still do, about 80 miles west of Duluth. And so growing up, I, I was watching them in the mid-80s. They had, uh, like I said, Brett Hall, Norm McIver. They had a bunch of guys that, went on to play in the NHL, Billy Watts. And, and they had uh, two or three years though, or, uh, years there where they made it to the national championship. One year they lost in like four or five overtimes uh, to Bowling Green. And, uh, and it was televised in my hometown. So I, I just kind of, it was a natural thing for me to kind of gravitate there and, uh, and be a fan and, um, you know. And I'm sure they, yeah. I'm sure they hooked you up at the recruit trip too. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Recruiting trips are kind of interesting. That one, I didn't. I think I just went down there and walked around the school because I live so close, and you know, it wasn't a really yeah. nice trip. But you know, um, recruiting trips were were kind of fun when they're out. Of town. <laughs> now, did, you, now, did you go and check out any other schools? Um, I went out to a recruiting trip to uh, New Hampshire. Um, there was a, one of their, one of their assistant coaches was a really good guy. Sean Cody was his name. Um, he coached there for quite a while, but uh, um, I went out and visited there. And then I went to the uh, Air Force Academy for a visit as well. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. My, my brother went there and played hockey there and it was kind of a natural thing where I, uh, I went out there and took a visit too. But um, in the end, it was UMD was a, the clear cut choice for me. Now I had a question in 1998. So did when you were with Providence, the Providence Bruins. So did you yeah. go up against like that the Calder Cup champion uh Phantoms team? Uh let's see, 98. Yeah, prob probably did. They were pretty good. I, I think we played in the spectrum. We played them in the was, spectrum is where they played, right? Yeah, no, I was gonna ask if you had any any good memories of the spectrum. <laughs> um i just remember coming in there and remembering it was kind of a rundown building um but obviously Definitely. a lot of history in there um sounds right broad, broad street bullies i was like first of all i was wondering why the arenas were way out like i think it's on the west side of philly um, yeah but south, uh, right it, it's south, southwest south right it's kind of down southwest. there i mean yeah. But then you drive in there and it's like the hockey, the hockey arenas are there, the football, the base, you know, everything's kind of right there. It's a huge it, giant it, parking it, lot. It actually makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, where you have some cities where it's everything's downtown and 
you know, traffic and congestion can be just a nightmare, but I don't know, Philly seemed to make sense, but, um, what was, uh, about, Oh, sorry. Keep, keep going. I was just going to say, talk about football. <laughs> don't mention the, the fucking Vikings. We won't give it to you too much. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's typical Minnesota sports. <laughs> Real quick. Uh, my last question about college. Um, Podine was kind of like a fan favorite in Philly for a while. And I was just wondering, did you know, did you know he'd be an NHL or like, you know what? Kind of like, so God, he was the hardest fucking worker you've ever seen in your life. I mean, that guy just nonstop worked hard. He, uh, out of high school, he just, he didn't have, he didn't have a lot of skill. I mean, it was, like I said, it was all work ethic for him. And he basically begged to, to, to practice with UMD and develop his skills and he ended up uh you know being our four years later he ends up being our leading scorer and he signs with philly and you know he had a hell of a career and um i can see how he was a fan favorite i mean the, the guy would just like um he would immerse himself in the in the uh in you know charities hospitals whatever i mean he, he always was willing to talk to any fan or sign autographs and one of the one of the best guys you'd ever meet that makes sense. Blue collar. Philly loves those blue yeah. collar players. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't take much to to keep us. <laughs> yeah. 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 Really. <laughs> maybe, a more, maybe, a yeah. maybe a couple more. Maybe a couple more wins. Maybe a couple more wins. Yeah. Really. No wait. I wanted to wait, quickly jump back to, to the fan squad. Did so? Did you see of having played both in the NHL and AHL in Philadelphia? Did you see the consistencies between like Flyers games and Phantoms games, or was it like? a little like completely different kind of because the fans were pretty new at that time yeah it was it was quite a bit different I, I i just remember the phantoms i mean they all had they both had dedicated fans but you know one thing i remember though is there was this blonde lady that sat right <laughs> next to the visitor's bench nice. at the spectrum and at, i don't even know what the new the new Wachovia center the new probably Wells, Wells Fargo center i mean it was just hilarious i mean she <laughs> she wear these shirts and anyways it's uh, <laughs> ways that i'll be talking about it's like what is up with this girl sitting by the bench oh man something tells me she was planted there on uh not on coincidence and snyder <laughs> did that on purpose yeah he knew what he knew what he was doing <laughs> you mentioned it a little bit you're you're kind of undersized so you play you had to play like uh more physical game like can you talk about the niche the little niche that you carved being 511 um, 220 i don't know so i'm a i'm a pretty big guy and i'm i, I was strong on my skates and um just one of those things where i mean it, in order to make it or play games i knew i had to play physical and um and and it wasn't fighting i mean like i said i wasn't a great fighter i you know growing up in the college game you just you just didn't have the fighting and didn't learn the craft like maybe some of the guys played Canadian juniors, but um, you know, you always try to play physical and um, you know um, it was, uh, it was one of those things where if you didn't, I, I knew I wasn't going to be playing. And yeah. so you try to hit, you know, body people as much as you can. And, and, you know, you know, nowadays, I mean, the, the hitting back then was a lot different than it is now for sure. I oh, mean, yeah. it's, <laughs> Yeah, you know, every time you hit somebody back then, you were trying to hurt them, and now it's you're trying not to get a penalty is pretty much what it amounts to. You had a bit of an offensive touch though, too. Like, can you uh, can you talk about the uh, 
you were invited to the hardest shot competition. Yeah, so it was one of those years where they kind of opened it up to everybody, not just the, you know, the, the best players on the team, but, you know, at, at the local level, each team had qualifications for, you know, whatever it was, fastest skater, hardest shot, whatever it was. And um, I don't even think I even qualified as the hardest shot. <laughs> no, I think you had... I think you ripped like 95 or 96. It was pretty yeah, good. Yeah. So, so what happened was good. Glenn Murray the I think in, our team, yeah. in our team qualification, Glenn Murray, I think was the hardest shot, but he didn't want to do it. He's like, I'm going on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so I was the next in line. But funny thing about that is Ally Frady was, um, he was on the team, but he wasn't playing. He had some really bad knee issues, but he, uh, he was like calibrating the, uh, the radar gun. And he's sitting on like the, the top of the circle shooting wrist shots. And seriously, like in the nineties, like they would go by the net, they'd hit the glass. He's like, Holy shit. That is unbelievable. I think he was one of the first guys to to break a hundred ever on a a slap shot. I think. Yeah. But I mean, he had an unreal mullet, the skullet, the skullet. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, he's like my head right now, but with a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> Just a rat tail at that point. He, he was old school. I mean, darts in the uh, out in the concourse in between periods, and it was. Nice. Uh, I was yeah, I was gonna ask about that. Actually, it touches one of my yeah. points because we have a lot of younger listeners, like new fans of the NHL, so they don't know, you know, what anything was like in the '90s. So, like in like talk about life on the bench in between periods, like. I guess guys were still smoking cigs in between periods. Yeah. I mean, it was laid back. And I think at that time it was kind of a thing of the past, but you still had a guy or two that would do it. And I was one of those guys that, you know, he was a smoker and just wasn't afraid. He's just like, oh, there you go and have a cigarette, you know, and just trying to take so, the edge off. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So good. Yeah. Well, when you're getting stuck out there with Lindros, who could blame you? Yeah, what? I almost started smoking myself. <laughs> <laughs> what well, What was it like? You know, you're a young guy. You're going into a room with guys like Bork, Neely, Oates. Like, you know, did they invite you in, or did you have to kind of earn it? Like, what was what was the whole vibe like and energy like? You know, they were all pretty welcoming. I mean, Cam was pretty quiet guy, but you know, Raymond was. uh he was a pretty good dude. I mean, I, I, I remember my first training camp going in there and, you know, we had like bench press testing. It's like body weight as many times as you can, you know, and I was like, Oh fuck, you know, I've been lifting a, I've been lifting a little bit, but you come in there and it's your Ray Bork's watching you. I'm just like, Oh my God, you have this shot of adrenaline and you're just like, like holy um, fuck it was sore for like two weeks but i think i did my body weight with like 225 i think i did it like 16 times and i i think oh, the good. most i had, I had most i had done it before then was like <laughs> eight or something like that so, <laughs> that's what a journey fun for you oh my god what who but was like but they're great yeah. guys you know all those guys are really good and you know you know seeing pictures of these guys you know 25 years later is pretty cool and all the shit they're doing and you know cam <laughs> cam and uh don sweeney you know you know gm and uh i think director of player personnel it's kind of fun to see the guys running the team and they're having a great year this year too, yeah really so. yeah they're unbelievable they just smacked the flyers are you a flyer are you a bruins fan now um no not really i mean i yeah. my departure from the bruins was not the best one so i i mean i <laughs> 
I, I, uh, I have a lot of respect just cause I got a chance there, but um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm more of a Minnesota guy and I like the wild and, um, yeah, got, you know, a buddy of mine is one of the assistant coaches and, um, it's kind of fun watching them and how they've been doing too. They've been doing pretty well. Does that mean you're a, a big Chuck Fletcher fan as well? Since you like well, the Wild? <laughs> you know, I, I he kind That's of suitor contract still he, looking nice. He kind of handcuffed for us for a while there with Suter and uh, um, Parisi, but Parisi. Uh, you know, I think he had his. You know, he, I think he's all right. I mean. I don't, I don't know. Chuck, don't ask but, Flyers fans that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah, sure they're not real happy. What, what do struggling. you guys think about Torrance? I mean, I, um, you know, I'm not sure how he is, how he's perceived by players. Like, you know, he's one of those coaches that I think that um, it flies for a couple of years. Then all of a sudden shit kind of gets cold. And yeah. 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 He's very old school with the style. I think, think the fans, yeah, I think this team needs it. Yeah. yeah, they just need a little bit of a hard ass. Yeah, they need a kick in the ass. Game. Well, just like yeah. any sign of emotion, really. Like especially yeah. over the past like six years, where everything was just so monotone, so casual, like and so generic. And the honesty, the honesty of towards too is refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I fucking love his interviews. His, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. they're great. Press conferences. He just he it's like every not... time I look at Twitter or Instagram, it's like there's towards. He does. He does <laughs> I don't understand the, your uh, question. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yo, one of our guys here had a press pass, so I was trying to get him to uh, ask a question, get sure by towards. <laughs> just fucking with him? Or yeah, just what? ask a stupid question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. I don't want to get on towards bad side, especially <laughs> in the media. It's not no. good. Yeah, yeah. No, you're I think today the quote was, I, I don't give a fuck how I'm perceived by the media. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Um, it seems like you know it seems like the more they're winning the more sound bites we get it doesn't make any sense <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. they're kind of making a comeback right i mean didn't they correct me yeah. yes didn't they win like 10 <laughs> in a row to start the season and then they went on a fucking losing streak and then now they're pretty much back, playing pretty well yeah they started like seven and three i think in their first yeah. 10 something around there then yeah. yeah they lost 10 in a row and then they've won seven of their last nine which is good but at the same time yeah. they've beat bottom five teams they beat the capitals twice which is pretty good and la and, LA. and buffalo yeah. they, they they can't but... beat the great teams they beat the good teams and under yeah i mean really? they got crushed by the bruins they got crushed by the maple leafs yeah basically mm-hmm. basically we're gonna end up with a 16th overall pick <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i want to did you have any like funny chirps against you that you can remember or like who was the guy in the team chirping you know sending out ridiculous things Maybe I don't know. Um, Do you remember anything? So there's one time. So there's a rookie meal, a rookie dinner every year, and uh, ours was God. We were in San Jose. We're at this restaurant called the White House. It's like an old, like statuesque, like house. It it actually looked like the White House with the pillars out front. And we're inside, and um, we're having our team meal, and each rookie had to kind of. Um, make a speech and you know I was you know we were all shit faced so I started going <laughs> I started going going down the road of oh yeah guys I just I can't believe I'm here and I you know I was getting emotional and uh, at the time um, there was a Bud Light commercial that 
you know, guys were getting emotional and somebody would say, oh, you're not getting my Bud Light. And uh, <laughs> you guys are probably too young for all that shit. But anyways, I got, done with my spe- I got done with my speech and Sandy Moger fucking chirps up and says, Rolly, you're not getting my fucking Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. But... We got to post a clip of that commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have That'll to. be our next throwback Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, what was the travel like in the nineties? Like, were you flying, uh, private or were you? Yeah, we, uh, we had, uh, especially out of Boston, it was super easy. We went to a, uh, there's an air force, air force base close to town. And, uh, uh, I mean, you drive into the airport park, walk about 50 feet, get on the charter and you'd be off. So I'm even, even, you know, games like Philly, New York, we'd practice in Boston in the morning fly there um check into a hotel take a, <laughs> take a pre-game nap and then go to the arena for the game so it was kind of crazy oh, wow. but it was easy some, i mean it was yeah some of the newer teams like florida were taking spirit airlines or something <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably <laughs> but uh yeah it was all chartered and the food was good and I mean, snacks you and up pretty beers well. and you know whatever you wanted on the plane it was pretty Be- nice. beers after the game beers after a good win oh yeah for sure oh there we go <laughs> yeah we still say that and I'm, I'm ripping men's league up right now <laughs> <laughs> that's the best what was, part uh, men's league yeah yeah exactly what uh your first year you, you actually had a uh uh you played in the playoffs right what was the your first like stint of the playoffs like um god so long ago. <laughs> I want to say I we I, I want to say we lost in the second round that year. I, I want to say it was um, we won one round and then uh, against Florida. It was the year that they threw the fucking mice on the ring. Scott Mellonby and John Van Beesbrook. Maybe we beat them that year. I can't remember, but pretty tough team. Uh, yeah, it was versus yeah. Florida. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was just a whole nother level and just a, a different. You know, the practices, all practices were optional. It was more about rest and preparing for the game and all that kind of shit. So, yeah, of um, course. But playoffs were just crazy. And then after that, you you played versus the Devils in playoffs uh, the next year, I think it was. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably what, like one of my best memories and one of my worst memories in hockey <laughs> against the Devils. Um, we, uh, um, I was playing really good in the playoffs. I mean, I, you know, I, there was a quote in the paper from Leary Robinson, just, you know, that mentioned my name. And I was just like, wow, that's pretty cool, you know. But then, yeah, three points in five we games. Were, that's pretty we good. We were, yeah, we were uh, game four in uh, New Jersey and we were down two to one. So obviously it's a pivotal game and we're yeah. in overtime. And I had the puck behind our own net. And, uh, I see Mike Peluso. I remember it like as yesterday. I might see Mike Peluso coming from my right. And so I come out the other side of the net and Randy McKay all of a sudden just appears out of nowhere and just chops at my stick and the puck goes in the net. Oh, um, no. So, was so it like, we, oh, keep going. Sorry. No, I was just going to say it. I mean, it was just like it, it went off my stick. It went by Blaine Locker, hit the pipe and went in. Oh. And so he won. And so it's three, one. And, um, I fuck, what do you do at that point? It's just yeah. like, 
is the demoralizing. Worst, yeah, worst part, worst, worst thing in my career where that happened. And you know, it's uh, um, you go in the locker room and everybody's down, and you kind of feeling like the biggest dipshit in the world. You know, and, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> um, Brian Sutter was our coach at the time, and he's like wouldn't let anybody any of the press talk to me so i i was like i owe him for that and um in the end though i mean i mean we lost in boston two nights later and we were out of the playoffs so i mean it was it was tough and then brian got fired that year and it you know it's hard not to maybe maybe uh take responsibility for that because um you know, you know, you lost. I mean, you made a big mistake, but I mean, that's what hockey is. It's big mistakes. Hey, and, if it was nowadays, you know, you, there would have been a four-minute major penalty yeah, <laughs> or five-minute major penalty. Yeah, yeah. A cool side note from that, though, I was like, I was in the locker room at the Garden next the next day for practice, and Bobby Orr actually called the locker room and wanted to talk to me. He's like, hey, don't worry about it. You got to come back, and you got to get – Wow, that's just, awesome. Yeah, so – Little little shit like that that you remember from playing hockey in the NHL is just really special. Wow, that's really that's cool. awesome. Um, you played with a former, another former Flyer. I think it was their second year. Uh, Tockett. Yeah, Rick Tockett. <laughs> How? What was Talk like? <laughs> Talk's one of the best guys ever. I mean, <laughs> that dude. He's just you know, he's just the guy's guy, you know, and it's just. Um, you can even tell like, on TV. You can even tell on TV, he's just like the guy. He's just a beauty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just loves to hang out, loves being with the guys, likes likes being in the action, you know. And, um, yeah, Tuck was, you know, I always looked up to him, too, because I remember when I was a younger guy watching Tuck in the in the NHL, and, you know, a guy could score, he could fight, he could do whatever, yeah. you know. So, yeah, one of those guys. I Another fan favorite. For. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a fan favorite in Philly. And then Ron Sutter too. You played with him. Yeah, was Ronnie was there. I think uh, I think the last year I played in the NHL, Ron was there, and what a great guy. I mean, he just and you know, being that it, you know Brian was, you know, maybe it was when Brian was there. So maybe it wasn't my last year in the NHL, but yeah, um, the Sutter brothers. You know, everyone I ran into, they're just great people, and and Ron yeah. was he was a good dude. He was kind of at the end of his career and. Um, just, you know, fun Living to meet the dream. people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to know too, uh, like when you're out on the ice, like who was a guy any, like that just like bogged the shit out of you biggest pests that you had to deal with? Um, maybe they weren't like scary. They just were so annoying. Yeah. 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 Just, uh, so probably Matthew Barnaby. Oh yeah. That's a good one. He was kind of irritating. I mean, I just, uh, <laughs> that smile, right? That shit. Gary's a bastard. Yeah. And just always <laughs> just in your shit. And I don't know. And that's why he was so effective. I mean, he just got under the guy's yeah. skin and, and uh, but the kid could play hockey too. And I mean, he's yeah. pretty tough and I don't know, but yeah, he's one of the guys that probably comes to mind. Yeah. No, that's a good were, one. Were you out there uh, chirping guys or usually pretty quiet? I was pretty quiet. I just mind yeah. my own fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> Probably smart in that area. I don't need to stir the pot or anything like yeah. that or getting any extracurricular shit that I don't want to. So um, we, we yeah. We were um we were mentioning sorry to cut you off too again. Um, but no. we were mentioning 
uh, like obviously Lemieux, Lindros, but were there any other guys that maybe like fans wouldn't think of that were just like a pain to play against because they were so fast or so skilled? Um, yeah, back then it was like Pavel Burry and <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, like the Russian guys that were just so fucking fast. Better <laughs> um, off and all those guys. Yeah, better off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about some some goaltenders from that era? Do you remember any that were specifically just Marty leaps and bounds? Yeah. Marty came to mind. Um, Yeah. Marty, um, Patrick Waugh. Yeah. Um, You know, all the, all the, I mean, they're all Hall of Famers. Who was your um, first goal on? um, That was against Jocelyn Tebow. Oh, nice. Nice. That's a good one. He was an MVP. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys, cool. I'm, I'm gonna go to my bathroom and take a leak while we're on the yeah. air. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Just keep talking. No but but also, Jocelyn yeah. Tebow, uh, and we actually named my first daughter after Jocelyn. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. After your first goal, uh, but no. So the first goal was pretty cool because, uh, um, so I'll, I'll just break it down. But we're in Quebec City playing against the Nordiques. And, uh, you know, Brian Sutter was the coach at the time. And he's like, after practice, the pregame skate, he's like, I want you to take a bunch of one-timers. I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> so John Gruden and I took turns giving each other one-timers. And, you know, long story short, in the game, uh, Adam Waltz is coming up the ice on the right side. Um, and uh, he dishes it. I mean, it was pretty much a rink-wide pass, and I one-timed it from pretty much about the blue line. It was right on the ice, and Cam was in front of the net, kind of screaming T-ball, and yeah, it went in. I, and, I love that. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So, it was well, yeah, assisted, how- so my first goal was assisted by Neil and Oates. So it was That's, awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's awesome. <laughs> Do you still have That's the a puck? good combo. I do have the puck. I think I gave it to my parents, and it's probably, I don't know, somewhere buried in the in the boxes. But uh, what do you got a I, urinal over there? Huh? No, I actually have a, I actually have a bathroom in my garage. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. So I just I just built this garage. Nice. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> nice. So I just built this garage. I'm like, I need a pisser in my garage. Man, you're, you're the man. If you're gonna if you're gonna hide out in there, you might as well need to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you building what a bar and stuff in there too? Like, um, like so, old man cave vibe. So my kids got me this this little. So I have a TV. And then there's this little American flag thing there, and that thing folds down. There's a bar inside of it. Oh, that's so, cool. Oh, nice. Oh, that's cool. But yeah, it looks good. It's a work in progress, so I'm kind of adding stuff as I go. Yeah, it's looking there good. There you go. That looks good. <laughs> was there was there anyone on your your team, or did you have any uh, super uh, like uh, superstitions or anything you would do like pregame? Um, for me, yeah, pregame was I'd, I'd like to get to the rink early. I just, you know, I like to get there early and just kind of have coffee and get into your, you know, undershorts or whatever it was that you wore in your gear. Um, you know, before I left the house, I'd have like a bagel or a, a English muffin with peanut butter and then <laughs> coffee all the way. And then sometimes it would be, uh, you know, hot tub and then cold tub back and forth and then stretch and uh, yeah. 
that's that's pretty much it for me it wasn't anything too too crazy any guys who would like wear the same like socks every game or something gross like <laughs> um yeah i i seem to remember some guys like actually it was in the minors i i think uh um Gilbert Dion, Marcel's kid, he played for Montreal and oh, yeah. I played with him in Cincinnati. He had a pair of socks that I think he wore his whole fucking career. <laughs> they were so gross. It holds nice. character. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anything, uh, anything like any of the skill guys did in like practice that like amazed you, like, like Adam Oates, one of the best passers, was there any specific like drills yeah. he would do or anything like that or, or, or Bork? Um, so yeah, so Adam Waltz is just, I mean, he's just a freak of nature, smaller guy and, you know, not big, not strong, but my God, some of the shit he, you know, just did and just how he thought the game was just impressive, but, uh, you know, nothing crazy in practice, mm -hmm. but I mean, just when you get there coming from, you know, my background, high school hockey in Minnesota and then college hockey and, you know, talking to these guys, I mean, you, you learn so much from these guys. Um, Adam is just, you know, brilliant as far as the game, the game went. I mean, he always had something and they're always willing to help too, you know, between him and Ray and, you know, Ray, when I was growing up that, uh, you know, I had a, I had a freaking poster of Ray Bork on my wall. And stuff. <laughs> That's cool. It was, it was kind of so cool, cool going in there and playing with him. So. Yeah. RA from uh Chicklets, he said that, uh, Oates was a better passer than Gretzky. Thoughts? <laughs> um, you know, it, it, I I put him up against Gretz for best. You know, one of the better passers. You know, Wayne was. You know, I, I didn't play him until kind of later on in his career. Yeah. You know, he was with LA and then with New York. The times I played against him, but uh, you know, I think Adam was every bit of uh, you know good a passer as he was. Yeah, for sure. Um, your your last year, you actually had some World Cup games, right? And you ended up winning the gold, right? Your um, last year in the NHL. So, so we, uh, I think I, it was the World Championships. World Championship. World yeah, Championship. and so we I'm trying to remember. We 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 didn't win a medal, but we, I mean, we came close. But it, you know, it was in Helsinki, Finland. It was my first exposure to USA hockey and like the World Championship uh, experience. It was pretty fun. I mean, it was, um, you know, the US guys. I think it was more of a party for them than, than <laughs> the, other, the other the other teams took it quite a bit more seriously. But we. Uh, we played pretty well and it was, it was, it was, it was a great experience. You played with uh, Bashir on that team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Don How, what was he like? It was, it was kind of weird. I mean, he's the, he's the goofiest guy ever. He's just a funny <laughs> guy and he had a French accent. I'm like, why is hey, he? You, you yeah. grew up in Detroit, but you have a French accent. <laughs> so there's a family tree there that, you know, maybe leans a little bit, you know, one way or the other, but he, uh, he was just a great guy, just, you know, funny and always, you know, smiling and, and cracking yeah. jokes. Yeah. That's awesome. And he actually had, he actually had some, quite a bit of skill too. Like he, he yeah. had good hands. He had some, he had some, uh, he had some yeah. dangles on the flyers and, yeah. and out of nowhere. It was, yeah. I mean, you know, if you make the NHL, I mean, everyone has skill, but back, yeah. back then, maybe the tough guys, you wouldn't think of having as much skill as yeah. maybe now. Or a yeah. yellow mouth guard. 
Yeah. <laughs> he did have a yellow mouth guard, didn't he? <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> I remember I seeing him because he had like the th- it was like the 3D Flyers logo like uh in the early 2000s and he had the yellow mouth yeah. guard and he was just running around chasing people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, I mean, and then like so you make that team and then you have like you get sent back down to the AHL. You kind of said that the Bruins ended on a sour note. Like, what what happened there? If you're able to elaborate on it, yeah. Not, so, um, no, I'm I'm no no big deal. So it was. Uh, um, I don't know if it was a little bit of coaching change or what it might have been, but I you know I, I had I had some injuries over the years, so I wasn't able to play you know every game of the year, and you know I think. Uh, um, the last year of my contract, Steve Casper got, you know, fired and they brought in, uh, uh, um, Pat Burns. And I think he kind of maybe had in his mind who he wanted to have there, you know, before he got there. And cause I, you know, I, I didn't get a warm fuzzy feeling from him. You know, the times I met him, mm. um, I, uh, introduced myself to him kind of before, yeah. before the season. And, it, you know, I just didn't get, get a good feeling. So I, I, I kind of thought maybe the writing was on the wall and, uh, you know, I, we had, uh, we had a preseason game in Worcester, you know, I, I think it was against the full, the, uh, the penguins and, uh, you know, I, you know, I didn't have the greatest games and we got on the bus, we're heading back to Boston and I got the old, Hey coach wants to talk to you. So I walk oh, up man. to the front of the bus and it was like, Hey, report to Providence tomorrow. And that was the last, that was the last time. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, you I had a good year in Providence. You had a good yeah. year in Providence that year. And well, like, did you get any too. other sniffs? So, so Tom McVee was our coach that year in Providence and, you know, I, they were moving me back from, you know, defense to forward and I was having, you're right. Oh, I was wow. having a good year and they called down and asked Tommy, Hey, uh, who you got, who we need somebody. And, um Tommy to actually you know Tommy was one of my biggest supporters and he'd say oh we're really playing good and you said oh who else you got and so then I'm oh, like okay man. I'm getting the uh, I'm getting the picture you know and yeah. so I call at the time I call uh Michael Connell he's the assistant GM at the time I mean Harry Sinden was the GM but I think Mike was pretty much running the show and I just said what's going on I said uh you know, I'm doing everything I can down here. I think I'm pretty playing pretty well. Have you gotten any calls from everybody? And he's like, you know, to be honest, we have, but we're we're not going to do you any favors. And he 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 uh, he uh, told me that I wasn't uh, being part of the team enough. And it's like, you know, wow, what a dick. Yeah. So <laughs> that, so I was like, okay, this Jesus. is the business part of hockey. And yeah, I'm like holding you hostage, and it's another uh, error too. Yeah, that, yeah, that wouldn't happen in today's game as much, at least. No, I don't think so. I think, I think, I think the management takes care of their guys more. This, you know, these days, it's you know, you just don't hear shit like that happening. But it, yeah. it is what it is, you know. It's you know, yeah. Um, and then you end up over in the IHL. Um, what was that league like back then? Is that like the coast, or is that the you AHL know back, back then, then? The IHL was kind of the league where some of the seasoned veteran veterans went and depended on, you know, who, who uh, the IHL team was affiliated with. I mean, you know, the AHL seemed like it was the younger up and coming guys that were going to play in the NHL and the IHL was kind of the guys that were 
trying to extend their career and maybe get a shot, but uh, um, it was good. I mean, I, I, uh, I had a lot of good time, met a lot of good people in the IHL, but you know, I played in uh, Lexington, the uh, Kentucky Thoroughblades for a couple months. And then, <laughs> nice. Then I was, then I was with uh, Kansas was- City for a couple of years and then Cincinnati. So cool. Yeah, I, who who was Kentucky affiliated with back then? Do you remember? There was San Jose, and so I went oh, to okay. camp with San Jose, and uh, um, yeah, I think Daryl Sutter was the coach at the time. And oh wow, and, yeah, Mike <laughs> Rathje was Mike Rathje was holding He's up a for a con- yeah, so he was holding out for a contract, and of course, two days before camp's over, you know, they sign him and. You know, I get the call into Daryl's office. Hey, we got to send you down. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You're like, you're like, I played with Ron. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, did you play against or with um, uh, Thornton at all at camp at the main camp? Um, so I think the year that he came in his rookie year, I think was the year that I went down to Providence. The, the, I think it was maybe the first year that uh, Burns was there. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he, he was, was Boston in, and then Boston. I forgot about yeah. that. Come on, Cootsie. I, gotcha. yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> I totally forgot that he started in Boston. Yeah, I mean, you, when you think of his career, you don't think about Boston, that's for sure. I know so his wait, first year, he didn't even like 10 points in yeah. like I think he had 80 like games. Seven points or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And then he had the amazing career. Anyway, yeah. what were you about to ask, Johnny? No, I was going to say, like, what was kind of like the when you played in Kentucky, you know, Kansas City and, and Cincinnati, what was kind of like the draw like, of, like fan wise? Was it like a local like were they pretty supportive? Of uh, so in Kansas City, it was really good. I mean, Kentucky, I was only there for a couple months and and they actually had a pretty good uh, fan following, too, because it was kind of the only hockey show in town. But uh, Kansas City was really good. Um, Paul McLean was the coach. And, uh, you know, obviously with him being an ex NHL or, I mean, it was, he was a player's coach. I mean, we, uh, I played with a lot of fun guys there. And at that point in my career, I just, I, I knew it would, the NHL probably wasn't in my, in the cards anymore. So it was just like, you know what, have fun and, and, uh, and enjoy the sport you're playing. But it was, Kansas City was really good. I mean, they were a good hockey town. It was Kemper arena and, had a pretty loyal fan following Cincinnati was decent also, but, uh, but yeah, that was the, the year I played in Cincinnati was the last year, uh, the IHL. So it all kind of melted into the AHL and now you got I don't know how many teams in the AHL. It's just crazy. So and- is that, so I guess, was that like kind of your sign that maybe that it was that the career was over? Cause yeah. it, you, you probably yeah. could have kept playing if you wanted to elsewhere. Yeah. So For I, sure. I I thought about maybe going to Europe and, you know, like I said earlier, I had some injuries and, you know, playing 50 games a year, you know, teams, teams just aren't willing to sign you. And I started having kids and I'm like, okay, that's uh, maybe just, maybe just time to move on with life, you know, and, (laughs) and uh, get a big boy job and kind of, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to give up on that dream though. Yeah, uh, especially when you made the NHL, you played a full season in NHL. That's unbelievable, man. Yeah. Did you, uh, what, what, what are you doing now? Are you retired? Or are you, uh, uh, no, I, uh, unfortunately I didn't make enough money to, to be able to retire out of hockey, but I, 
I've been uh, I've been right. doing the uh, med device, the orthopedic sales. Oh, nice! Oh, that's last, that's big. So for the last sixteen nice. years, so it's good uh, for you. <laughs> it's been a rewarding career, and um, yeah, it's been. Uh, you know, you end up a lot of athletes. You know, a lot of just in northern Minnesota. You know, a lot of guys I used to play hockey with in college are doing the same thing, and so it's it's kind of a a cool little community. That's awesome. That's hey, well. This has been great, man. Like, honestly, you didn't have to come on, but it was great to hear your stories. And um, did you guys have anything else? We don't want to hold you up for too long. Nazi, we appreciate you coming on. And we'll, we'll yeah, do this for sure, again guys. if you're down. And, and, it, talk and if you have any stories, more sorry. stories you think of, you know, you're more than welcome to <laughs> yeah, hit, hit, hit a DM up to me and yeah, for uh, sure. share them with us. Seriously. Yeah. Do you Coach, I got a favor to ask you, though. Can yeah, you yeah, yeah. Your fucking profile picture on Twitter. That. Fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I might. Which one of us, Coots? Yeah, Coots. Yeah, yeah, there's like a bag over his head. It's like. <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. I made that show. for him. I'm gonna base that myself for him again. Saying. Have you guys ever seen the Gon Show? The, no, the Gon Show. So no. there was this old heard of it. Show. There's this old show called the Gate, the Gong Show, and maybe that's where the Gong Show reference comes in hockey, but. There was this dude named the Unknown Comic, and he'd come out with a fucking bag over his head with holes. Coots is. Uh, I might. Whoa, you're right. I might have to change funny. it. <laughs> when the fly, when the flyers start well, here, being better, yeah. I just got really just chirping me. So right here's now. the thing: the reason he's got a bag over his head, and my profile does too. I'm sure mine does too. too. Yeah. Yeah. Mine doesn't. A few flyers. Is that the flyers were so bad the past couple of years that yeah, we no longer well, wanted to show that we were fans, so we would put a bag over our head to protect ourselves. Understand. That. <laughs> that's so funny it could be time though because like i can imagine i'm just looking at it from from john's perspective he like gets a dm and there's a back over this guy's fucking head just sending him a dm but i like drunk gritty. Thank yeah, you. drunk gritty i try yeah. my hardest hey be careful john i might post that brad may fight if you don't oh. be careful <laughs> that'll never go away yeah, there we go. We got to remember to post the uh, the Budweiser or the what's called the Bud, the Bud Light. The Bud, yes. I, I want to see I'll that. Make, I'll make you look good. I'll get your 96 mile per hour slap shot. And the, and all, <laughs> all right. Perfect. I appreciate it. Thanks again. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks guys. Again, Thank you man. so much. Yeah, have a good Thank night. You so much. Good you meeting too. you guys. You too, man. See ya. All right. That wraps up this episode of Time I Skate. Special thanks to John Roloff for joining us tonight. Please like, comment, and follow on Twitter and Instagram at Time I Skates Pod and listen anywhere you get your podcast. Please rate and review on Apple and Spotify. I'm Z for DG, for Johnny, for Coots. We'll see you guys next time.